Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Misanthropod, the first Misanthropod of 2018! Yay! Yay. Happy New Year! Now, the funny thing is, you might notice that it's nearly fucking February. Yeah. And this is the first Misanthropod of the year. We're a little bit off schedule, and we have a good reason for that. And it's not my fault. (laughs) And it's not Drummer Matt's fault. Well, it probably kind of is in some kind of roundabout way. Uh, On December the 22nd, we decided to move house because... That's what you do three days before Christmas. Yeah, it's uh, it makes for a nice relaxing holiday period. Mm, exactly. <laughs> and we had a lot of trouble with the internet, so we've only really just got the internet back a couple of days ago. Well, yeah. You, you had to save up the £13,000 to get internet exto- installed, right? So, yeah, that no, took a while. this is true. We had to beg, steal and borrow. <laughs> yeah, we should probably give uh, context to that, that comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for so, it. So, um... So yes, we've moved into a new place, which is actually a, a flat as opposed to our old house, but we're in the city now, so you know we're about, a lot more connected. A lot of nice. people here, well, I'd say, I'd say it's a fair generalisation to say that none of the people here have gills. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. it's we, definitely moving up in the world. Where we used to live was a little insmithy. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Yeah, just was, just a little, mm-hmm. yeah, only a little. But we've um, so we moved into the city. You know, everything's easier to get to, and we moved in, and we noticed we couldn't find the phone line. Yes, in in the flat, and we were like, okay, where is this? Because we need to get internet sorted, so we need to know where the the master socket is. And so I call up the letting agent and ask them where where this stuff is. They said they'll get back to me. Um, in the meantime, I've booked with um, an internet company, an ISP, to come and fit a line. You know, standard stuff when you move in. Yeah, we, we organised that for the 3rd of January, I yeah, think it, it was. Yeah, sh- it should have been the 3rd of January that we, we had our internet installed. Now, on the 2nd of January, getting the information from the letting agent, because I asked them for, you know, where, where this stuff is, they sent out... Uh, an inventory of where all the sockets are, and the phone socket is just not on there. So I call them up and go, so is there just not a phone line in this house? And as much as you can shrug over the phone, it's pretty much the response that I got. Like, sir, you can quote me when I say, eh? I'm like, well, you know, I did kind of tell you when we were agreeing the letting stuff that we sort of needed the internet, but whatever. So anyway, I, I call the ISP back up and they go, oh, we worked out that you didn't actually have a phone line and we've rearranged it for the 12th to come round, so we'll fit you a proper line. Okay, fine. I mean, that's longer than we wanted to wait, but fine, you've sorted it out. Uh, the 12th comes around, um, a guy comes over who, despite us living in a first floor flat... Okay, um, that's, on the, that's on the second floor for anyone who isn't English and therefore is correct... <laughs> Uh, Don't get me started on your fucking. No, I actually, so I actually stupid. have a defence for this, but that's this probably a separate issue. Remind me later no. to defend the English floor numbering system. You know what? I'll try my hardest to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fairly legit defence of it, but which anyway, I'm, anyway. <laughs> 
So the guy, uh, the guy comes on the 12th, and despite living in a first-floor flat, um, he didn't bring a ladder or anything. No, because he thought you meant the first fucking floor, you idiot. No, he didn't, because we live in Britain, Jesus I know, Christ. I but it's for the gag, um, you idiot. So... He comes around, and obviously he hasn't got a ladder, so he's like, oh, I don't think I can fit this. And then he kind of has a look around the back, because that's where the phone pole, where the telephone line comes in, is from. And he kind of looks at that for a while, and he's like, mm, I'm not sure if I can get this, this fitted. Um, I need to go and speak to the people underneath you, which is actually a nursery. So he goes to speak to them, and they say that, oh, I, they don't think that we've got the permission to get a phone line in, despite the fact that I'd called them a couple of days earlier and called the landlord, who also owns the nursery. And got an explicit permission. And got an explicit permission. The, the fucking nursery's like, oh, I don't think they've got permission. It's like, oh, ah. But anyway, um, the guy says, oh, yeah, I need to get in a team to fit this. Because it's just too awkward, and we're like, okay, fine, the thing sure. Was like, oh, but first I need to get an opinion from a different company's installer. So they they go to a dip, they go and grab some other like an engineer from a different company. I don't think it was from a different company. That's what the guy was saying. I think it was they were just both people from BT Openreach. Well, shit. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he gets another guy in, and they just spend like an hour and a half just looking at the flat. Yeah, we're looking out the window, i got to make a cup of tea, and they just stood there kind of staring at the back window, and I'm like, oh, hi guys. <laughs> like, they don't speak to us or anything, they're, they're just fucking... staring at the flat for an extended period of time. you want a cup really of weird. tea? Should I throw you some biscuits down? What the fuck are you doing? And then like, they spend like half an hour at the back, like just staring in the window, and then they go and like hang out at the front, just like, I don't know, maybe they were dogging or something. <laughs> Just pissing about in their cars. It's like that's fine, but it's maybe just I don't know smoke signals or something, or not like just shout up the intercom. Oh, this is happening, please. <laughs> so, a couple of days after, another guy shows up for no apparent reason. Like we were not told that he was going to arrive, and um, to try and fit the line again. Like okay, sure, um, would have been nice if you told us, but so. He has a look around. Initially, is really hopeful and says, well, no, "Oh yeah, I can fit this." No, he basically he comes up with like the biggest fucking erection and swagger, just <laughs> swinging it around the flat, being like, "Can't be that difficult." Looks out the window, and goes, "Oh shit, it is that difficult." <laughs> and we're like, okay, "Yeah, mate." Okay. You can just hear the sound of the erection. <laughs> So, yeah, he instantly goes, oh, yeah, this is a problem. Because there's, there's like... A no shit, Sherlock. On, on the nursery, there's a couple of awnings that mean that it's really hard to get into. And he starts talking about, like, having to get scaffolding put up. Mm-hmm. And shit like and that. Cherry to do pickers it. being come, like, brought out. And, and, yeah, and it's like, okay, fine, sure. But it's starting to look really sort of hazy whether we can even get the internet at this place at this point. Like, we were starting to look into, like, those 4G routers that you can get. Yeah, but then we realised that it was, like, basically a pound a gig download limit. Yeah, we they like, were, yeah, fuck off. They were quite expensive. <laughs> yeah. So we call them up, um, or we call up the ISP and say, look, we're going to try and go with a different one that uses a different kind of line, because there's also people that do, I don't know if other countries are like this, but there's, our main, our, most of our internet companies use the phone lines, and then there's a couple that use fiber optics down the street. Yeah. Or, or, or underneath, and you, you're obviously not guaranteed to have that in your area, but we do. So. But we're in the city, and uh, like seeing as every other company was going to have to go to towards the back of the property and just could not fucking do it, apparently, we were like, fuck it, we'll go for, we'll go for the company who will be able to fit a line in from the street. 
so I call them up and say, look, we're going to we're going to do that. So can we cancel this? And they and they go, yeah, fine, um, because unbeknownst to us, what um, the engineers were planning on was the next step would be actually fitting a new like telephone pole outside the property, <laughs> which is a little bit overkill and also would have apparently cost thirteen thousand yeah. pounds. Presumably, as I say, that's not you wouldn't have been the bill to you, right? Uh, well. well £6,000 of it would have been paid by the ISP the other seven we'd have had to have paid yeah yeah so we were like um could we not not? do that no yeah well to be fair when we phoned up to cancel we were like yeah sorry we know that this is outside of the 14 days no quibble cancellation and usually you have to pay fees but we'd like to cancel because nothing's really happened and it looks like nothing's going to happen. And the guy was like, yeah, quite rightfully so, you know, always, I don't know, I can't just say yes, because, you know, it's more than my job's worth. Got to talk to my manager. And I'm like, that's fine. He calls back and goes, I just cancelled it because they would have cost us this much fucking money. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. No, you're out. You contract. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, oh, OK, that's pretty easy. So, yeah, the same day we called up um, the other ISP that fits at the other side of the house. And um, that Friday... Um, the 19th, um, they came and it got fitted that day. Although that day was also not without drama because when the guy first showed up, he looked at it and was like, yeah, no, I can do this. It's not a problem. And then kind of went, oh, you don't have a Dropbox? And we go, what is a Dropbox? And they go, oh, it's the thing that we need to connect into your property. And we're like, fucking seriously? And he's like, oh, well, there's one next door, so I might be able to, like, wire it up through there, but I need my boss's permission. I'll call you back. And then he just leaves, and hours pass, and we're like, oh, no. Oh, fucking no. But then, after a couple of hours, like, they don't call us back or anything, but then both of them just show up and go, oh, yeah, we can do this. And then within, like, an hour and a half, our internet is live. Yay! And it was just like... Oh my god! Thank you, you heroic gentleman. Because we were starting to go a bit stir crazy. And... A bit, <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Mm. And also, kind of an issue when you know you do all this stuff online and you just don't have the internet. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, the landlord was quite nice and he let us use his uh, the wireless internet from the nursery downstairs. Yeah. Like he could... also gave us explicit permission to download pornography. He did. Yes. <laughs> that was <laughs> literally. <What? laughs> That's how that phone call went, Matt. That's how that okay. fucking phone call went. So so what happened was, um, so I called him up to ask him about various permissions to get wires put up places. And I, Is this pornography well, related still? Well. And so ex- We're revealing all about his kinks. And so I explained that, yeah, we, we need the internet. And his uh, and he was like, well, I mean, it won't be good because it's it's a wireless from a couple of houses down, but... You can use the wireless that is mine, if you like, um, for Which at least a time really being. Nice of him, it was really honestly. nice of him. Really nice. But he sat there and was like, um, you know, all I ask you, know, don't, don't like download porn or anything. And then he stopped. And he went, actually, no, no, that's not a problem. Just don't do anything illegal. You're like, right then. <laughs> so, I'm, so like, I read you. Yeah. So there's a little bit of thing in the back of your head that goes, I have been explicitly given permission to download pornography. I don't think anyone has given me that before. Honestly, I, I using that internet connection. 
if you managed to download pornography on it, that would be heroic. Oh, yes, our phones It took me, like, four minutes to download, like, a a medium-res JPEG, and it wasn't even a funny meme. That was the worst part. It was it was just enough that we could like look at emails and look at Twitter and that was about it. Text was about the upper limit. Yeah, yeah. but it was something. It was something. <laughs> or that ASCII but, porn though. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, teletext porn that takes me back. Although of course it did mean that yeah, because our internet connection is now crazy fast. So it's beautiful. So yeah, we were able to uh, stream like the day that we got connected. So that was nice. more importantly, so it didn't fun. cost you seven grand, presumably. That is the big point. Exactly. Yes. yes. Oh my god. Um, but apart from that, the flat is really nice. It is, as you can probably hear, a lot more echoey than our old place. Yeah, we're working on soundproofing. Yeah, you um, need to buy a shit ton of pillows and foam and stuff. Yeah, so we're going to have to do that kind of stuff. Um, we just haven't had the opportunity to do it yet. Um, mostly because of not having the internet, I haven't been able to do the research to find out exactly <laughs> what I need. Because we didn't... Well, it wasn't that we didn't need to do it at the old place. It was just that it wasn't really feasible to do much. Also, really fun bit of uh, information. So, talking about the old house, just very quickly. Now, some of you might have, like, might notice that we fucking hated our old house because it was a (laughs) mouldy pile of fuck. It was miserable. Even the fucking fire on, like, even the heating probably was mouldy because it was just so damp in the fucking place. And it looked like, I don't know, the inside of... The devil's asshole. Let's be honest. That is an accurate statement, yes. Yeah. So the heating in that place was fucking terrible. It barely heated anything and was constantly just non-functional. We, we Over the years, over the five or so years we lived there... We, we lived there like eight years. Oh, eight, God. nine years. Ugh. Well, you're going through hell. <laughs> but yeah, we lived there for too fucking long and we kept telling the landlord that, hey, mate, this... This heating system sucks. And he'd be like, I've got this in all these other houses. Because he owned like 20 plus houses. And he was like, I've got this in all my other houses and no one else complains. And we're like, that's great. But this is fucked. And he just never paid attention. On the day that we went to, well, we went to give the keys back. I kind of wish I'd gone. Because, what was it? Like He was like, oh, I'll just, I'll put the heating on to get the damn power. Yeah, so his... His bright idea was, uh, because he wasn't able to do anything with the property until, like, March, and obviously it's going to be fucking cold in there because it's an old terrace house and it's those things... It's a piece of shit anyway, and the, like, the, the double glazing isn't fitted properly, so there's always a fucking draft, and it's yeah. just horrible. And so they often let in damp and stuff. Um, he, he was like, oh, well, I'll put the heating on, and I was like, well, good luck getting it to work, because... The problem with that heating was that it had a wireless like um, rec- like thing on it that was how you turned it off and on, and that would just desync all the time and Constantly. would only, and would only take certain batteries, like that the only, expensive kind, and only it knew the rules as to what kinds of batteries <laughs> it would accept. Mm-hmm. So I th- and, the, and the most recent time was the worst it has ever been. I tried about five or six different expensive types of batteries, and it's just decided that it's too much of a connoisseur for them now. Um, so. And so I couldn't get it to turn on, and so he was he was under the house trying to turn this on, getting angrier and angrier with it. And I'm like, yeah, it's always been like this, mate. Yes, yeah, yeah, suffer, bitch. Um, <laughs> then the interesting part was that he went, oh, no, so what I'll do is I'll just put the gas fire on for months. <laughs> What? Yeah, months in this fuck old house. And think that one tiny gas fire that could only just about heat the area around that gas there's fire. There's like a five foot radius where if you stood there, it would be warm. But if you left that fucking radius, you would be frozen. 
Um, so he's going to leave that on to apparently heat the whole house. So the good news is our old house has burned down. No, it will it fucking burn down. Yeah. Well, it's either going to burn down or the or it will get so mouldy and damp in there because if it couldn't heat one room, it's not heating the whole house. Yeah. Um, then the actual fire itself is going to get mouldy somehow. In that house, I believe it's possible. Like you will see flames with green tinges <laughs> as the rot sets in. No, yeah. We, we have discovered that a mold so permeating it can it can form on fire. <laughs> but yeah, so that's 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 the whole thing. And yeah. and yeah, obviously we moved now. Um, much better. We're, we're much happier in this place because it's um, an actual house for people. Well, you know, it's a flat. <laughs> okay, it's a flat for people. Obviously, usual problems with flats, but you know, it's. Uh, it's an improvement of where we were, so that, so that's all good. Yeah, and we have the internet back, so now we can stop talking about this. I'm sure everyone wants to know about our moving house problems. <laughs> like, we're a couple of like old people having tea with you. Hey, come on, we've got to be allowed to complain somewhere. <sighs> yeah, but we do it all the time. Twitter is only only contains me so much. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I just realised I didn't ask you, lovely gentleman, how you are. Oh, yeah, that's how, how are we usually start. Oh. Yeah. Oh. How are you, Wib? I'm, I'm okay. You also did, yeah, you didn't introduce us either, so... Okay. New time, new viewers are both confused by everything. They don't even know who we are. Okay, I'm Snipe. I'm Web. Hello. Drama, Matt, this is where you introduce yourself. Oh, I was waiting for a nice introduction from you. Okay, I'm, I and guess then dr- there's the lovely master of percussion. Oh, yes. The drummer Matt himself. Yes, the drummer Matt himself. <laughs> How are you today, Web? I am okay. How is drummer Matt today? I is good. And I is fine. Good. There is one thing that we should probably mention that's like an all of us thing before we get into our individual what we've been up to. So we weren't going to tell anyone about that. No, we're not. Well, well you know, that's that about thing. how, you know, we covered bottom, like... <laughs> <laughs> you can't even... No, <laughs> I was going to say, oh, you mean how, like, we covered drama mat and butter and pretended we were both pastry? <laughs> You know what? I will not I only apple. Pr- I will not only proudly declare that. <laughs> I will sing it from the rafters. It is that. It is. It is such a pure and honest thing that we did together. To be fair, Buttermat was just the most wonderful, <laughs> wonderful creation. Anyway, no, I want to talk about Buttermat. <laughs> the last podcast was recorded fucking ages ago, like a lot, a lot earlier than how than when you guys got it because we recorded it basically. Before we started the process of moving, so we'd be able to do it. Are you okay there? <laughs> Still thinking about butter, Matt. No, I'm thinking about drummer butt. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no hydrogenated fat. Anyway, drummer, let's get... dr- drummer butt spread straight from the fridge because he's a slut. <laughs> let's get this thing back He'll on rails. Spread from anywhere. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> no added salt. <laughs> not, I will not, not sit not here. Anyway. <laughs> I will not sit here and have you slut shame our friend like this. <laughs> but that's his kink. <laughs> she's not slut shaming, she's butt shaming. <laughs> <laughs> Put a stick of butter in the drama bus. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, can anyone tell we've not we've not done one of these for like a month? <laughs> what do you mean? This is the height of professionalism, you cur. Ahem. 
Anyway. I'm really trying not to laugh. <laughs> so you thought you'd laugh into your coffee instead. <laughs> Ugh, what were you saying? This is going to be a very long podcast. It takes this long to introduce a topic. Well, yes. Okay, go on. So, it's been a long time since we recorded, and after the time that we did record, The Last Jedi came out, and that's been, like, the big thing that we didn't get a chance to talk about. So we should probably mention it a little bit, because we've all seen it. Yes. <laughs> we've all seen it. <laughs> and what did everyone think of the new Starred Wars? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. I really did enjoy it. I also it. really enjoyed it. Mm. It wasn't a perfect movie, but I thought no. it was fucking entertaining. And, and like, I, I think Kylo Ren's awesome. Yeah, because um, I've managed to finally get you into Star Wars yeah. through this. Although people, like, there's going to be that small subsection of people that are angry at anyone who likes the new trilogy. And it's like, oh, if you like that, you're just a fake fan, or what? I don't know what they'll be coming out with, but it'll be older fans who just don't like the new one. It'll be inconsequential bullshit that shouldn't be listened to. Okay. Because they're gatekeeping assholes. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <Yeah>. Basically. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you don't have to sugarcoat your words here. You can say how you feel. <laughs> I've stopped caring. That's basically. fair. That's fair. <laughs> Fuck them. Don't read the comments. It's fine. <laughs> if you don't like it, that's fine. Um, that just don't be a dick like, about not liking it, you know? That's the thing. It's like, I, I've only ever seen people be dicks about it kind of, like, not related to me. So I've been very disattached. So, like, the the, the, the very vocal minority, like, in the corner of, like, Reddit going, Duh, I hate it. It's dumb. You know, like, that kind of stuff. Which is like, I mean... Hate it if you like. I'm, I'm. No one. Not everyone's gonna love it. I mean, I personally thought it was fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I really, I really enjoy the characters. I like the the way they kind of carried on. I like the character interactions. I like, I, I like. No spoilers. I, I like. There's a couple of characters interactions that I just like. They kind of get quite weirdly connected in yes. a way, and I think that's fucking awesome. I just love the way that was done. I thought it was really cool. So yeah, just cool. and plus any you know like spoilers for the uh, the previous movie. <laughs> anyone anyone who commits parricide is a okay in my book. <laughs> I will say um, to make one one small thing that's not. A, I will be careful not to spoil anything here, but there is a part in it where I. I think anyone, if anyone is told about it, they would assume that they did a thing with CGI, but they didn't. They did it with a puppet, and that makes me so unreasonably yeah. happy. That yeah. made me happy, too. I yeah. liked it. That was fun. Um, but yeah, I, I understand a lot of the um, actual critiques about the movie, about like its its pacing and structure. Honestly, um, I thought the first one, um, Force Awakens, had more pacing errors, and more pacing problems. Like... Yeah, I mean, I just felt that it was it was trying to introduce characters way too quickly. Mm. It was kind of like, oh yeah, Fulton's going, oh, they're, they're, they're this fiend, oh, they're, they're running away. It's like, uh, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Suddenly, they're BFFs for life, which is, I think it's just because they were rushing to establish a lot of things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's often a problem in any kind of thing where they're, they're dealing with a very large canon and yeah, in yeah. a very short amount of time. I, I, I do I do prefer The Last Jedi. Like, not, not that Force Awakens was... a unpleasant experience at all. I very much enjoyed it, but I'd say last year is definitely my favourite. Yeah. The last GD. My last my last <laughs> thought on just so this is just last thoughts on the critics of it before we move on to just saying what we liked and things. 
Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was interesting that the same people who in the pre- in the um, Force Awakens criticised it because it was a copy of New Hope. And we're like, oh, it's not doing anything new, it's just a copy. And then the new one comes out, um, Last Jedi, and it's doing a new story and it's new thing. And everyone's like, oh, it does, it's not like previous Star Wars, it's doing something different. <laughs> you're like, but you're the same people who moaned last time that it was too similar to Star Wars. This is why focus groups are fucking <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. It's like, oh, I hate this because it's it's just it's not you know it's it's just copying this and it's just not doing anything new. It does something new. Ugh, I don't like it. It's done something new. Why well, <laughs> yeah, can't it be exactly like... the fucking same? Like, what do you fucking yeah. want? I am glad that they decided to do something different because I think yeah. I think I though I like the Force Awakens, it was a very safe movie, and this was a less safe movie. And I would rather the world be full of movies that take risks yeah. with what they're doing, and especially of something that's like a long-established series. That, I think that's what's so surprising because like, usually things like that, they're like, oh, we can't do we can't do anything particularly new or interesting because. Brand, there's not the brand or the franchise is a certain way and it tends they tend to get kind of locked in yeah well I think that's it's, it's that thing where uh, people are so there's a lot of people who get who don't like the new movies because it's retconned all the old expanded universe that they love and I get that but by the same token you can't reasonably expect anyone to make movies in that setting there is too much that they have that there's too much to worry about there's too much canon and so much of it is not that great <laughs> um well, i mean it it'll mean a lot to to a yeah, few yeah. people so but it's just, not you know cuz we we might not like it oh yeah but it's not it, it would be stuff that would be very hard to make movies out of and i think honestly wiping the slate clean of the expanded universe was really the only thing they could do yeah, I think if they, I think they'd end up making a real cinematic train wreck trying to to. Um, I mean, look what happened with X Men. I mean, don't get me wrong, the X Men movies, like, I mean, I I thought they were kind of fun, but I'm a hell of a long time comic book nerd, and all the changes they made, like the whole, because everyone's had a relationship with everyone in comic books, and everyone's had <laughs> yeah. babies with everyone else, and sometimes there's alternate dimension people who are who exist and. And then they have babies. It's fucking... It's crazy. But the X-Men movies were kind of like, fuck this. We're not, we're not going to have Mystique as fucking rogues, like, foster mother. That's, that's just going to complicate everything, so they'll leave it out. Yeah. But then, like, oh, what was it? Like, Days of Future Past. There, there was one of the, like, um, the Jennifer Lawrence and fucking whatever ones where... They try to like like keep it all in canon with the older ones, and it's just like, and it was just fucking terrible. Oh, for its first class, yeah. where they, they they tried to make a new thing but keep all the canon of the old films, yeah. and it just ended up suffering as a film. It's like, yeah, it's like, sure, it. it's like Days of Future Past is the one where they kind of that's the that's the reset button. That's the reset yeah. button. Like, yeah, it's first class is the one where they brought in yeah. the new guys. I do counter that though, just as a slight side. By doing that, meant they still got to have Hugh Jackman in it. Which I think yeah. actually probably made it a better movie than it would have been if they didn't try to do that, but then it couldn't have Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I think overall, it, I think I'm fine with that decision. I just, I'm just going to say it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it, it wasn't a bad thing in terms of a lot of the inconsistencies, but I think Hugh Jackman overrides that. <laughs> he is that good, let's He be is honest. that good. He is. And he is that nice of a guy. Oh, he's, he's, he's a dreamboat. What a lovely, lovely So, boy. you know, I'm cool with that decision. Just saying it. But to uh, to return to Star Wars briefly, I want to talk about Hugh Jackman some more. Um, like I just would just want to clarify something I said. I like I 
I don't think all the expanded universe stuff was bad, but I think it's it's just a more sensible idea to wipe it all clean and then just redo the stuff that has staying power um, on its on it on its own merits, as opposed to as a part of this wide t- like tangled spider's web of a, an expanded universe that's been going for fucking decades. Because I mean, to be fair, most expanded universe. Things know, are often not canon. Like, um, <laughs> like uh, Star Trek. If it's not on screen, it's not part of the prime timeline. That's how they didn't do it. they do away with that recently. Possibly, um, I heard something about that. I could be wrong, but that's what that's how they used to work it. And I think that's kind of a sense works. And the expanded universe is what it is. And and like to be honest, something being not canon doesn't mean I can't enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you can still I, read it or watch it or yeah. whatever. But I understand how people feel a little bit betrayed that being taken, that feeling like it's being taken away from them, even if realistically it's not. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the movie um, quite a lot, and um, a lot of the stuff it changes, I have no problem with. And I'm speaking as someone who's loved Star Wars for most of his life. Um, like, I go in and out of having phases of being, like, a super fan of it, and like, I've never been big into the expanded universe, but I love the movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's uh, it was nice. It was it's always nice to just see Star Wars on the big screen again. Honestly, it, it's this there is something some glee that I get from seeing the Star Wars intro and the John Williams score. Um, there's something about that that makes me be a seven year old again, and I, I that's it's nice to have something to not be cynical about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for at least five minutes. For for a few minutes at least, mm. you know. Yeah, I saw it. So when I saw it, it came out in France. I think on the Wednesday, I can't actually remember the date, but it came out on the Wednesday, and then it came out in the UK on the Thursday, and then it came out in the US on the Friday. So, like, British people could see it before Americans, and I saw it before British people, so I was quite pleased with myself. Thanks, Brexit. Um, (laughs) But I saw it on the... Purely because the cinema was cheaper before midday. Um, I saw saw the, like, half ten first showing of the day on the day it came out, showing of it. Oh, dang. So, and it was in this movie... Um, theatre was huge it's like the biggest it's like a big 18 screen multiplex place and it was the biggest screen there which was I don't even know how many hundreds or whatever people but it was like probably the biggest cinema screen I've ever been in like in terms of number of people completely rammed at half ten in the morning and like everyone was so up for it and like the music came on everyone cheered and started clapping and every time anything anything like good happened or any certain characters appeared on screen or whatever, everyone was, like, cheering, and I was like, this is so cool! <laughs> to be fair, like, because we went, we went to see it, and it was just fucking, just everyone was like, mm, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I've ever been in a, like, film showing where everyone's been that, like, engaged with it, and I was just like, and it was only, like, it wasn't, like, you know, shouting up or anything, it was just, like, cheering in bits, and then everyone shut up again to, so you could enjoy yeah. it. And it was, like, the absolute perfect mix of, like, people just having a good time. Which I think has probably coloured my in, my enjoyment of the whole film, to be honest, because it's made me enjoy it even more than I might have otherwise. But, yeah, lots of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I cool. Can, I can't recommend. It's, it's, it's a very good movie. Um, so, I, I guess now we've tackled all of the things that we've all done, we should take a look at what individually we've done. Drama Bud. What have you been up to since last we spoke? Um, so uh, publicly, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, also, I don't know why both of us were doing weird voices for that part. I don't kind know. Of I kind of just it. fell in line. Yeah, I'm very, I've fine. been up since one a.m., so I'm quite quite tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had Christmas and New Year, I guess. So I was back oh, in, I back in the oh, yeah, that back, happened back in the UK for three weeks. We had in the UK actually, which was pretty nuts. 
We saw you like, um, a few times because we well, you helped us move. I, to... Yeah, I did. I I I, I obtained a van. And don't say it like that. It sounds like you fucking stole <laughs> someone's van. You were a lovely boy, stealing vans. A for lovely us. fluffy boy. No, um, managed to pers- persuade my dad to come along for the ride as well to help me lift him some boxes and stuff. So <laughs> your yeah. poor dad was yeah. so angry. I was like, "So, Dad, do you fancy doing a favour?" He was like, "Why? What?" I was like, "Well, do you fancy getting up early in the morning and coming and lifting up some furniture for me?" In <laughs> and he's like, "Um, all right." And I was like, "Really?" Oh, like, okay. No, I hate you, son. I have no son. Well, I have two, but I don't have a third one. Well, I mean, then I told him where you used to live, and he changed his mind, and then I had to persuade him. <laughs> Honestly, that makes complete sense to me. No, Poor that didn't father. actually happen. But no, so that that, that was I, I like driving vans. So the horror of having to lift up boxes for a whole day is like completely counteracted by getting to drive a van about. So <laughs> um, we used to have a band van. Oh, well, me and Ruth used to have a van, which became the band van, which you've probably mentioned on here before. And we sold him when we so. moved to France, and I'm really sad. So just driving a van for a little bit is is good. That was <laughs> our Christmas present to you, letting you <laughs> rent a van for us. Yes, exactly. We are kind, generous people. <laughs> but it was great. We got to hang out quite a lot. I yeah, saw you good. every day for the first like week you were in your flat. I think I was in your flat as much as you guys. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kept it was being so like, good. oh, I need to go pick up, I want to go pick up a new Discworld book or something. Oh, they're only just down the road. I'll just pop over to their house and grab it. <laughs> and so I think, yeah, he might have got fed up with me. <laughs> Not at all, dude. Um, it was awesome. No. But we did. I mean, we had a, a in-person D&D session, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on. We yeah. will. Um, but we also had an in-person um, games night with Dicko as well. Yeah. yeah. Where we played, yeah, I don't know fun. if we spoke about it on the podcast. We spoke board games, I think, at some point. But mm. I can't remember if we spoke about Betrayal, because it's an excellent Betrayal game. Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yeah. Is that it? Because I yeah, always get the yeah, name wrong. There's, there's too few Vs in it. Yeah. Um, it's a really stupid name, but it's a really <laughs> fun board game, honestly. It's great fun. The way it goes is uh, you all pick, like... an investigator who has like certain stats like you have like sanity and and speed and health and stuff like that and you all have to enter this house so it's like it basically it's tile based so you put down like the main square which is always the entrance to the house and then at the the start of the go or whenever you move because your movement points is how many squares you can move you can go, I'm going to go to the right, which is an unexplored room, and you take a room off the pile and you put it down there, and it can be like, oh, this is the library. If you end your turn here, blah, 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 or things like that. Certain cards have an omen, and you have to roll dice and hopefully beat the number of omens you have. Otherwise, the haunting begins. The haunting is where, uh, I think, whoever causes... Is it well, it's, no, it's, it's depend, depending on who caused the haunting to start and what room they're in and what item they found when they caused it. It's like one of, I think, 50, and then there's an expansion box with more, mm. like, haunts happen. So there's, like, it could be ghosts or zombies or the house starts collapsing into the void or Cthulhu things happen or there's, like, 50 different scenarios, scenarios that happen. So, like, every mm. time you play the game, it's a different haunting. Yeah, and then, and like, depending on what or what room, what item, or something, it tells you who's going to be the betrayer. And yeah, the, basically, you get special objectives. Yeah, and the the other people who are trying to stop you, they get their own objectives, but you don't know what the other ones are. So you've got to just try your best 
to, it, 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 it sounds complicated, but it's actually quite easy to get into, and it's so much fun. It is really good. I do really enjoy it. A good game of betrayal. And because, um, I mean, granted, the last, the, the game we played um, the other week was, we did get a duplicate of a scenario we'd had previously, which statistically is incredibly unlikely, mm. since we've played the game probably about six times or something in total. Yeah. To get to get a duplicate, it shouldn't happen, because yeah, there's like 50 odd or something. And especially because this was playing with the expansions, yeah, so even more. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so um, um, I mean, to be fair, just saying the okay. rules. You know, if you get, if you happen to get a duplicate, you can just choose a different one. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but still, um, that is it is a, it is a very cool game. Very I, I yeah, if you're into board games, I highly highly suggest checking mm-hmm. it out. We actually played. Uh, speaking of, of like board game stuff, we we played um, Flux. Um, oh, okay. First I played Firefly. Which, uh, yeah, me and Ruth played that in the one of the board game cafes, which is now mm. fifteen minute walk from your house, possibly. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, we played it at Zoe's house because she took us to IKEA because she gets like psycho interested in IKEA. Oh yeah, me too. I'm with, I'm with Zoe on this. IKEA is yeah, great. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh no," because she lives like a city over, and she was like, "You know, if you want to go to IKEA, just just let us know, and I'll take you down." I'm like, "Oh, thank you." She's like, "No, this is a selfish act. <laughs> Don't think I'm being altruistic. This is a purely selfish act. I fucking love IKEA." And I was like, "Okay, Zoe, that's fine." <laughs> so we went, and she was talking about Firefly Flux, and she was like, "Oh, yeah, I wish I brought it because I had a game." And I was like, "Ah, oh, it's a shame, but well, we'll figure it out." She's like, "Oh, but I am. T- we are ten minutes from my house," and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> She's like, "We could just go and play." I'm like, "Yes." So we went and played Firefly. Oh. Yeah, I, I like Flux. There's like a billion versions of it. Yeah. So whichever your particular niche or fetish, you can get a Flux for you. She she had Stoner Flux as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like ah, fair enough, okay. But we did we play the yeah. Firefly one. But yeah, if uh, if you don't know about it, um, Flux is a card game which starts off with some very basic rules, and part of the game is you keep adding rules to it. So you'll have to draw more cards, or you have to place more cards per turn, or there's like a limit on your hand. Yeah, so I remember. And then like, like the, the point... final objective of the game changes as you play it as well. Yeah. It's, uh, well, there can be two final objectives. Yeah. Or what will normally happen is you'll have everything set up on your turn uh, when your turn comes around to actually win the game, and then some fucker changes the rules, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, now all my cards are useless." Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the oh. way it goes. But it's it's really fun and quite and yeah, pretty easy to pick up because sometimes um, when you get beyond the basic of the basics of like board games and stuff you get beyond your monopolies and such sometimes rules can get a little convoluted and hard to pick up yeah, yeah. But the firefly the firefly board game is is tricky the game of thrones board game's pretty tricky well yeah. the game of thrones one's interesting cuz it's tricky to start with but then actually you, after the, you all play together like you all mm. it's not like your turn then the next person's turn you all do your turn at the same time and actually the turns after the first term, everyone's got their head around it. It gets a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah. I will but, say the hardest yeah. part of that game is physically fighting anyone else for House Stark. <laughs> no, the hardest part is getting enough people yeah, to make it function. It's yeah, it's without big. getting into de- details on it. Yeah, it's basically the map of Westeros. You play as the six main houses as of the opening se- season, um, and then yeah, you all. It's kind of risk esque, and you're, you're just trying to take control of more castles and more land. 
But if there isn't, for everyone, every house that there isn't a person for, it's just NPC controlled and they're just, they don't do anything apart from you can attack them, but they're a lot easier to attack than a person. So if you're playing five players, whoever starts next to the empty land immediately gets a load of land for free. So if you're not playing with six, it's a bit tricky. And finding six people willing to play a, at best, three-hour game, at worst, I think we spent five or six on it at one time. Yeah, we spent a long-ass time on that game. There's a limited number of pretty hardcore board game and Game of Thrones nerds willing to play. <laughs> Actually, I'll, And I'll... nobody got naked. Uh, oh, is it, is it because other people get naked a lot in Game of Thrones? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the okay. joke. Yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure that was what you were going for. Mm. Uh, so I wasn't sure. Um, on a non- for, see, see, making sure and confirming my, my intent, that makes it funny. Oh, yeah. Um, but on a non-getting uh, naked and playing board games note, on a merely playing board games note, mm. uh, before we you know move on to what else you've been up to, Matt... I would like to just put out a quick um, question to anyone who's listening to this. Would you get naked and play a board game? Well, I mean, snakes and ladders, obviously. Snakes and ladders is you know. fucking hot. I don't care what you say. There's the there's the snake eater theme. <laughs> <laughs> Going up and down, up and down, up Ooh, and down. It's just inherent. Increase sexual. that grip strength, snake. <laughs> anyway. Have to sit on my hands. <laughs> Snake's hands. Can, can He's got move, the grip strength. Can we move on from the sexiness? Because I'm going to be talking no. about my family for a second. <laughs> oh, I was going to make a gross joke, but no. Yeah. Thank you for not. You're welcome. Um, so let's do Christmas present, just so we're clear. Because I moved a lot close to my uh, to my family, um, and I've been talking about like doing like a board game thing, like maybe every every week every or so. Of weeks, oh, every couple of weeks. Every couple of weeks. Yeah. Kind of just because we because when we moved, we, we kind of like we popped up and we played Monopoly. With them, uh, we played uh, Trivial Pursuit as well. Oh shit, we did, yeah. Um, but that. like, that's those are obviously very basic, you know, um, <laughs> filthy casual. Well, no, they're like the board games everyone everyone's played. Yeah, um, casual. Also, when we were playing Trivial Pursuit, I got a question about Pacific Rim, which ah. made me think what? that it is possibly rigged in my <laughs> favour somehow. <laughs> but we were, but it was look trying to think of board games that would be good. That are a little bit, you know, they're of that slightly more board game people type board game board games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Like things like, like betrayal and, and and flux and things like that. That would be good things to introduce to people who have not played those type of board okay. games. You've probably really played the, um, and stuff the, like that. The opening thing that everyone is going to shout at you is Catan, because that's the gateway drug into real board games. Honestly, I really don't like that game. I, I remember playing it once and not. Particularly caring for it? No, okay. I, I, I really, it's not my thing at all. I'm wondering if maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe if I played it again, maybe it was just I didn't get it. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I. I mm, yeah. It makes me think of Necrons. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always makes you think of, of, yeah. of Necrons. Yeah. Well, either way, whether you like it or not, that is what everyone's going to suggest to you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, that's, um, that's true. Okay, well, well, just bear in mind, we are aware of Settlers okay. of Catan, so if you please suggest other things. More of the Trivial Pursuit side of Catan rather than towards the other things. It's more of a gateway rather than a more board game. But um, Cranium is great fun as a family game. Okay. Um, it's kind of... Basically, it's a similar to like, you know, you've got a board and you go around it. Um, but instead of... There's like four different categories of questions you can be done. One of them is like drawing things akin to um, Pictionary. And then okay. also like making stuff out of clay or various other crea- like creative things. 
one of the categories is like charades type stuff so you have to like act things out so you get up and have to dance about or act out or whatever and then one of the categories is like word games so you've got anagrams and stuff and one of the categories is general knowledge quiz so it's kind of like charades pictionary trivial pursuit and uh, word games games all in like one thing okay and it's kind of it's, it's really good fun um highly recommend Okay, cool. Well, and yeah, as I say, yeah, anyone listening, if you have any any suggestions, it isn't settlers um, of Catan because we are aware of it. <laughs> um, you can get Star Trek Catan if that helps. <laughs> I want forty k Catan. <laughs> settlers of Sea Tan or whatever it's people who are wrong call it. Oh yeah, yeah. You've just got to you know absorb the fucking souls of people into metal uh, chassis, and then you win. You have to trick a. a um, a world into replacing their organic bodies, yes. Mm, yeah. um, which is possibly not canon anymore because I completely forget what the new canon for Necrons yeah, are. I, I don't I fucking forget. care. Um, but yeah, what else have you been up to, Matt? Um, well, I mean, I've played another board game. If we're on a board game... Are you sure? Um, uh, very quickly on this, in case no one cares about board games. <laughs> it's all fucking shit right now, isn't it? Uh, we played... Oh, what was it called? It was um, Flam Rouge, I think it was called. We played it. It's... We played it in English, it's just got a French name for some reason. But it's based okay. off, like, um, Tour de France-type cycling races. Um, and it's, that, make, that, that makes it sound really boring. But the it art is amazing. Does. The art looks like 1900s, 1930s, whenever, like, car, like drawings of, of, like, cyclists. They've all got, like, good beards and moustaches and things. <laughs> and then you basically just have to... You've got, like, a deck of how fast your dudes can go, and you have to, like basically pace yourself because some of you draw them randomly and some of your cards are high and some are low and if you use your high ones all at the start you get more tired and it's somehow it's yeah it's i'm gonna be honest with you it sounds dull if they changed if they removed all the the people on bikes and put chocobos in it i was literally yes. just thinking that <laughs> it would work with then i'd, I'd you, be like you could definitely be racing it. <laughs> but it's like it's it's so simple all you do you've got like a deck of like 10 cards and you draw four of them and pick one and discard the other three, and then do that until your deck of tens run out, then shuffle the ones you haven't used. So eventually you've got to use all ten cards. Or however many many it is, I can't remember. But then, like, if you use your fast ones at the start, there's bonuses of being at the front, because you can't get held up by people, but you've got, like, you get, like, exhaustion cards in, because you're at the front, so you're, like, breaking, like, you're, you're, don't get to, like, um, drift behind people, and things. And it's, like, it's such a simple game, but it's, like, somehow managed to capture, like, so many complicated aspects of like a race hmm. yeah I, I really enjoyed it and it was so simple again just replace it with pictures of chocobos yeah, you, could def- you could definitely do a reskin version of the chocobos <laughs> most definitely <laughs> oh and also before anyone comments going actually it's pronounced chocobo you're fucking what? wrong no, go and not. eat some chocolate and calm the fuck down Oh, the the canonical pronunciation of it is chocobo. No, no, it's I think not. you mean the massively fucking incorrect pronunciation. And about every it. every single person I know pronounced it chocobo Again. when it was just text because it looks so close to the word chocolate, and you don't say chocolate. No, and I'm going to go get myself some chocolate milk. Even, Would you like some chocolate milk? Even if you don't like know what chocolate is and you've never seen that word before, that's just how you pronounce those words in that order, those letters in that don't order. Get me, don't get me fucking started. I know I started this, but don't get me started <laughs> on the pronunciation of Final Fantasy characters' names because I will fucking explode. Yuffie should be pronounced Yuffie. There's I don't know what you say. There's two Fs. <laughs> There's two fucking Fs. Wow, I didn't realise how much pronunciations in this universe were not right. 
Yeah, I know. Oh, in fairness, um, um, canonically, Tifa's name is Tifa. Like, yeah, but also canonically, Tifa. T- like there's Chocobos, and canonically, it's Yuffie. Well, yeah. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, okay, moving on from um, board games. Like, yeah, my favourite protagonist is Cload. <laughs> I love Cload. He's great. <laughs> or Squowal. Squowal is also pretty good. Squall Lee on hat. Lee on the hat. He's my... F- yeah, okay. fucking... Suck my dick. <laughs> fucking so angry about this shit. Alright, okay, moving on. Yes. Um, because I'm sure people want to hear from you guys rather than me. Um, Honestly, I so, think that's the only reason that people tune in is because of your dulcet tones and, and wonderful temperament. Maybe. And calling us nerds. <laughs> I have no right to call you nerds, really. This is true. Anyway, so... um Well, sorry, I've, um, I had a mullet for a while. And then vi- on video games, um, I played some video okay, games. Okay, that, that, okay you, went, you went over that pretty quick because I saw that picture of you with a mullet and it was literally the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, it, it was so good. <laughs> it was powerfully erotic. I spent last year that- growing my hair just to see if I could. It turns out I can't. It's, it's thinning and bolding too quickly to have long hair. <laughs> so um, we cut it off, but it seemed, like a, it seemed a shame to just cut it all off together all at once. So I had a mullet for like... 10 minutes. Yeah, but there are photos. There are. And that's that what you should the, attach that the to the photo. fucking emails. Yeah, if anyone wants if anyone wants to see see a photo, email and what's what's the email address they should email? Don't forget to email dramabot at what's that email address web? I forget. Only dramabot at snipeandwib at gmail.com. <laughs> there you go. Best email. <laughs> It's the worst. It's so bad. I love it. Um, a bit like mullets, really. But I'm not going to send it to everyone. You have to specifically request because I can't be bothered to remember to send it to everyone. Um, I now, I now have a, a stylish, very tiny baby mohawk. <laughs> it's like my hair is yes. on the sides. It's like a number three, and then the mohawk's like a number six sort of thing. So it's it, you can just about see it if you catch the light right. <laughs> I honestly can't imagine you with a mohawk. Yeah, it's, 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 tiny it's a proper baby mohawk. Duh. <laughs> Um, Bedhawk. But I play. I, I've, I've taken it onto myself. I was like, right, okay. I need to have played for every time we record a podcast. I need to have played a new game because last year was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't play any games that came out last year, apart from things that are arguably not games. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- and if anyone wants to know what that is, listen to the last episode. Yes, that's clever. Yeah, like, like, and subscribe, kids. Like, comment, and subscribe for the oh, best, comment, Jeff, massively out-of-date, not-really-talking-about-video... What the fuck do we even do here? No. We're talking about board games and moving. It's like, hi, listen to your mum and, and, like, a couple of her, like, a couple of uncles just complain about the horrible facts of life for, like, an hour. Isn't that what this podcast is anyway? Apart from it's not been as short as an hour for a long time. Yeah, oh. this, pro- this one's probably going to be quite long, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, we should probably... Sorry. Um... Continue. I played two new video... Well, not new. New to me video games. Um, Pong? No. I played on... As, as recommendations from you guys for both, so you can't mock them. Mm-hmm. I played... First, I played quite a few hours of the tower defence one. What's that? Something about grid. Oh, defence defense grid awakening. Yes. I played I played a fair bit of that, and that is that is exactly what you expect from a tower defence game. But with some oh. nice extra, you know... It's oddly addictive. It's oddly it? addictive, and the AI dude's oddly charming. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very. If you fancy a tower defense game, oh, it's very satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> I just like them. Is it the meteor towers that just launch like bombs 
miles this away. This is not a creative name. No, no. <laughs> um, I, I, what I will say as a strategy for you is do not underestimate the power of, of a fully upgraded concussion tower. Also, fully upgraded basic gun towers are surprisingly useful as well. Okay, I'll bear that in mind. But I've pretty much just been like building a lot of meteor towers because they're great. <laughs> it, it is also fun. That to sounds watch. pretty satisfying. I, I have done a few of the like long-winded survival mode versions where I've built somewhere in the region of forty of those, <laughs> and and you can't see anything. <laughs> nice, I haven't gone that far because there's so many projectiles going across the screen at any given time, and the explosions are so big from the fully upgraded ones. <laughs> you just can't see dick. It's great. <laughs> awesome. Um. Don't have much more to say on that one, though. To be honest, like it's a defense tower defense game. Yeah, it's a if good it it's a good tower defense game. I'll give it that. Um, but it's not dramatically different to a lot of other tower defense games. But that's that's not a bad thing at all. Um, and also, I've been playing the Long Dark. Ah, it's got your snag, which has, has genuinely given me neck ache from like cramping up, being like cold, even though I'm not cold. <laughs> it does cold pretty well. It does. Oh, it does survival coldness so well. Like I've sat in my nice cozy flat, being like, "Why is my neck hurting?" Oh yeah, because I've been hunched over because I feel like I'm cold. <laughs> it honestly doesn't get me like that, but it's like I think it's very good. It's it's fantastic. Like it's, all of the sound is right. The kind of the oh. hues. You like in like snowstorms, you get really low visibility, and it's like it does yeah. feel oh, super fucking. I've been pl- so I've been pl- I've been playing through the uh, story mode. I, I still have to play through that. Oh, because I thought I'd just start on that, and then I'd do yeah, and it's 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 very good. Mm. Like I died no. on the story mode quite a lot to start to with because I just didn't. No, I haven't met a bear yet. Oh, okay. There's wolves. There's lots of wolves around. There's lots of puppies, but they're not too bad. You just don't if, unless you're carrying raw meat, then they don't like you. But they're not too bad, usually. At least in story thing. Mm. Um, I haven't set a meta bear yet, so I guess that's to come. Um, <laughs> Watch out for them. They're a bit mauly. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Mm. No, I just died of straight-up cold to start with because I just didn't quite understand how everything worked and stuff. And I was like, well, it's a story mode. It's saying, go to this place. So presumably I can, I've got enough heat reserves or whatever to get no. to that place no 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 <laughs> No, it just wants you to die yeah it just wants you to die yeah i mean you do it does pardon the pun twig eventually but yeah I, I, it is kind of really brutal how it just throws you out in the wilderness and goes fucking survive <laughs> idiot well the story mode does teach you through a few bits and bobs like. it does but i mean i th- i played it before the story mode was implemented yeah, it was yeah, that's... you are in the wilderness fucking don't get killed moron and I'm like okay (laughs) shit right how the fuck do I make fire um (laughs) (laughs) but no I'm glad you're enjoying that dude yeah it's 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 good fun Mm. well no it's not at all fun but it's it's enjoyable to play but it's not fun (laughs) engaging (laughs) it's stressful it's very stressful but very engaging yeah yeah and I got it on I got it on sale so it's definitely worth it yeah. And I have I'm I, very, I have various other so my aim for this year is to actually because like last year I I didn't mention I also played like all three Mass Effects last year when we spoke about games I played so <laughs> that was where a lot of my gameplay time went um, <laughs> that is a fairly which big does concept. actually explain why I didn't play that many different games yeah this is very um, true because I literally played through all three of them <laughs> so that's a yeah post emptive defense. Of, um, <laughs> But this okay. year I'm going to be better and play like short, like tower defense grid. I can just play for like a few hours, and then I feel like I, you know, I can, I don't have to like 
sink hundreds of hours into it, and then I've got time to play other things. <laughs> but I think that's my list done. Um, so we can get on to what you guys have been up to. Right, well, Wib, what you been up to? Uh, a few bits and pieces, because obviously we've not had the internet for most of it, so I've, I've been sort of falling back on a lot of things that I've either been meaning to do, or just sort of are good time sinks, I guess. So I played through the entirety of Final Fantasy VII again. That was awesome. Ooh. I got to see my baby boy Sid again. Because <laughs> oh, it's my, nice. my most favouritist game of all time anyway, so yeah, I was I... like... Yeah, I want to play through it all again because I realised I've only actually beaten the game all the way through once mm. before this. I'd played the first like handful of hours of it countless times, and I'd played the end section of it countless times because I'd beaten it so well, many different what you permutations. Do. You can't like you beat the game, you can't go back into it. It's like no, yeah. you're fucking done. So, so you always save it just before the final crater, yeah, and then you piss about for like three hundred hours <laughs> playing chocobo racing. So I thought, yeah, let's give that let's give that a go. Uh, and so yeah, I played through the entirety of it again. Um, nice. I I sort of played through it in a in a slightly less um, completionist way that I did the first time through because the first time I played through it, I did it with like a guide and did everything. Like I I got nice around. I think the only thing left for me to do in the entire game, apart from actually use Ares or Kaseth, um, <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> um, was to beat the ruby weapon, and that's the I only tried. thing I hadn't done. I tried for about three months to really try and beat that thing, and I'm surprised I had any controllers left. Yeah, I. I that is such bullshit. I, I could and never. I was meant to be, but yeah, I could never get how you beat that. But regardless, um, I decided to go through much, much less like completionist this time. So, like when I was in certain areas that I knew important things were in, I'd pull the guide out to go. Okay, where's this material that I can't come back for? That's an important bit of material. Whatever. Well, there's like um. Oh, there's a bit near the end where you can get Barrett's final, like, ultimate weapon or, or, or like, final limit break. And it only, like, you were running around because you get his return to Midgar, isn't it? Yeah, it's when you go back to Midgar. Yeah. And you have to have Barrett in your party. It's before the fight with Hojo. Yeah, to, like, to even show up, like, to, so it even shows up. And you're like, oh shit, where is it? And like, quick, get the guide! Where is it? It's not here! It's like, you have to have Barrett in your party because I had to Google it on, with mobile data. <laughs> Yeah, because it was just like, nah. With completion's sake, you need to get every character's final weapon. You just do. I did manage that. Actually, I even have Ares' final weapon. I'm well, she's, <laughs> she ain't gonna need it now. Not that I ever used it, but <laughs> spoilers. Oh my god, it's a twenty-year-old game. <laughs> but yeah, so um, it, it, I still think it holds up. I think that because it's um, because it's a turn-based thing, then the gameplay hasn't aged too badly. I still really like it. Uh, I rewatched Advent Children as well because of that. That has not held up. Um, no. Not that it ever did hold up. Um, it's still bad, but the but the fight sequence that is the last half of the movie still has a lot of fun spectacle. Oh, no, Sid looks pretty cool, isn't it? You have an obsession. You need to curb that. No, he's mm. a good boy. But yeah, he's so, a swell boy. Uh, so I did that. That was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, uh, quick question. Um, yeah. Because I likewise completed it once and. Didn't ever use a guide, I don't think. So I completed it. I mean, didn't act, didn't hundred percent it at all. But did you get Yuffie and Vincent? I, I honestly, I can't honestly can't remember. I played. This is oh, a long time. Twenty ago. years ago, probably. It came out in ninety seven. Yeah, so. it was probably it was it wouldn't have been when it was new, but it would have been a mm. year or two old probably. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, a long time ago. Um, 
so I can't really remember it. So it's been on my list of things to replay at some point because, you know, I've heard it's, I, I, you know, you hear stories about it being quite good. <laughs> and it, it, it is it is actually pretty and good, I, I And I say. can't remember it enough and I feel like I deserve to remember it, or the game rather, the game deserves to be remembered more. Anyway, mm. my question is, roughly how long did it t- did you have to invest to get through it? 45 hours, okay. about. That's not too bad. So it's not it's not the longest game, but it's also not a short no, game by any no, stretch. It's it's RPG yeah, territory. Yeah. Um, what I will say before before moving on from Final Fantasy is there is one thing that needs to be mentioned. So I have the old guide for it, the Brady Games guide. Over one million copies in print. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I um, also have that one, but my copy is fucking smashed because I, I nicked it from someone at school. I think <laughs> they lent it to me, and I just I ne- left, never gave it back. I left school and went to college instead. Um, <laughs> But in that, aside from the fact that as a guide, it is occasionally fucking terrible and just is objectively wrong about a couple of what things. Was it? There was that one where you're chasing the weird like guy in the temple, like through you've got to like go through like the door, like the the bunch of cave entrances, and you pop out in different places, and half of them were, like were just wrong. Like, oh, if you go in this one, you'll come out this one. Fuck off, dude. Oh yeah, I think it, it said that they were the wrong. It, it was printed that they were the wrong way round. Mm. Um, it was weird. And sometimes also, it, it will give you directions that are the opposite of what they actually are. Also, um, Kate Sith's ultimate weapon in the weapon list is a, just a completely different name. Yeah. Instead of, what was it, like HP something? It's HP Shout. HP Shout. HP like, Source. It was some... <laughs> HP Source. Every time I see that when I'm shopping, I think of you. Every single fucking time. <laughs> fucking asshole. But the part that is really good about that guide is that... <sighs> You just remembered, haven't you? I just remembered, yeah. So in the Limit Breaks, I think it's the ones for Ares. Ares, I think, Red, and not Cloud. No, I think it it is just for for Ares that this particular player um, has it. Or maybe it's that, it doesn't matter. But on that page where it shows off all the Limit Breaks... They've got screenshots. Now, the screenshots for most of them are just what you'd expect. They're just regular screenshots of the game. But they got them from a different person for for a couple of them. <laughs> and they have custom names to their characters that obviously got past the editors. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Like, it kind of, they, they kind of stand out to you as well. Because instead of, like, the blue, the standard blue gradient, because you know you can change your gradient. They've gone for this shitty kind of black and white gradient. Yeah, it's horrible looking. It's just like, so it kind of leaps out the yeah. page at you. But the... The one for Cloud is smooth. Yeah, he, mm. that's Cloud's neck. Cloud yeah. is smooth. For Red 13, it's Red Infinity Symbol. Yeah. Instead of Ares, it's Biatch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, this is like, um... Which is, which is well, a thing, I guess. It's I like, this is the official... <laughs> the official guide. The official strategy guide. And they have Ares down there as Biatch. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Um, Final Fantasy VII, good. I like it. My favourite game. Still like it. Did you, um, did you play it on... Do you, have you still got a PS1 or did you play the PC version? Uh, I didn't have it downloaded, so I, I played through it on the PS3. Oh, um, okay, but... Emulating yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it upscales. Okay. I, I realised that there are literally five different consoles in this house that can play PS1 games, so um, I did have a choice of mm. what to play it on. Hang on, so you've got you've got a PS1, yeah. 
and you've got yeah. a PS One, which are two different consoles. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The PS One <laughs> is mine. Okay. The other PS One is mine. Okay. Oh no, I think this might be yours. Okay, there. Okay. So, so the consoles that are there, there is the PS Three. Yeah. There yes. is the PS Two. Yeah. There is my PlayStation One. Yeah. There is Snipes PS One, mm-hmm. yeah. and then there is my other PlayStation One that was chipped to play copied games. Okay. No, no, no! It was chipped so you could play imported games. Because oh, yes. here at Snipes, yes. when we're playing, yes. we don't support <laughs> anything to do with piracy. Piracy harms consumers and everyone else. They're horrible. Don't pirate things. We did it for imported games. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very old console from when I was a kid. I think there's probably like I'm probably not uh, not counted as being culpable for this. No, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Our parents should have known better, really. Um, oh, technically, also emulating it on the PC as well. So yeah. there's six different. Well, I've got the I've got it. the Steam version. But I have yeah, no yeah, idea if that's any if it's a good version or not. It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I uh, played the first handful of hours of okay, it, and good. it's pretty good. That's pretty good, good port. Okay, um, good. Um, I did also find another game to sink a lot of time into as well. Another like forty hours, Ooh, like okay. stuck into another game, which was well. They added nuclear reactors to Factorio. You see, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and the problem was that my I, I wanted to just try them out, so I loaded up my old save. But since when they when they did all these updates, they changed how Steam um, generators worked, and it broke all of my power for my huge base that I'd spent like fifty hours making. And it was basically impossible to fix before I completely ran out of power. I could fix, like, two parts of it before everything just fell apart. All my lasers fell silent. All of my robots stopped repairing. And just the aliens burst through all my walls and started murdering everything. You got high-altitude nuclear detonated. Um, this was before nukes were added to the game, so I couldn't even do that. Um, <laughs> no, so that, that yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So I was forced. It was terrible to play the game from scratch again to get to a nuclear reactor. So that was another forty hours of my day. <laughs> well, my my life gone. Nice. Um, just, just, yeah, sunk into that uh, with a new big base that is. Uh, you know, I've been to space. Send, did you send, send a fish up. to space? I was an achievement for that. I did that before, yeah. It's called So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah obviously. Um, what, what else would it be called? Uh, so yeah, I did that. Um, so yeah, Factorio, still good. Uh, I do like it uh, a lot now that they've added the nuclear power because part of the problem was that getting your coal power at really high levels involved so much nonsense. And the nuclear power makes that a little bit easier. Although the amount of nuclear fuel you produce that is actually usable compared to how how much you actually dig up is ridiculous and you end up with so much spare crap. (laughs) Um, They have also rejigged how the um, uh, research system works. So there's, uh, there's more things that you have to make, but you don't have to go outside of your base and kill anything anymore to get the purple ones. So... If you want to go a bit more pacifisty, um, not that that's one hundred percent possible because they will still attack you, but you cannot go out of your way and attack them now, which is okay. Which I guess is nice. Yeah, that's good. Um, so apart from those two big time sinks, I have done a few other things as well. I have done a stupid thing and I bought the first five episodes of Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda for ninety nine p. I tried to stop him. 
I literally tried to stop him. Which is um, still a bad show, but I wanted to get a DVD copy so I could maybe make a video about one of the episodes at some point. If Andromeda was my child, I would drown it. (laughs) I'd just like to point out, she is quoting verbatim a line from the show. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like how every, that was the sound okay. of like, I don't know, the literal six people who listen to this going, <gasps> and then just go, <sighs> um, but yeah, um, cause I, I might do, I think it's the third episode of the show actually has some really neat ideas that are unfortunately in Andromeda because <laughs> Fucking, so, that was harsh, well, dude. Even and even look, for Andromeda's sake, like there's damn. Like, there's a couple of really big problems that really drag the show down. Number one being Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. Uh, number two being that the makeup and like alien design is really shit. There's a really the, the big the big bad aliens who are kind of like the Reavers from Firefly, but that's just how they are, and they're like these giant bat creature things. All the pube bats. Yeah, they they are pube bats. Um, <laughs> pube because bats. yeah, you there's one who's in like the main crew who's like one who's penitent of his past, and he looks like he's the one who shaved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't no. have to be pube bats. <laughs> like they're covered. Like the the, the the general makeup's just kind of bad anyway because they look they look like kind of bat people. Think like man bats yeah. from from Batman. Um, but with pubes. I but guess. yes, they're, they're covered in this fine hair that just makes them look like they're covered in pubes, and it's just really unsettling. The funny all thing the is, time. like, I didn't think it would be that bad, and then you showed me, and they were hella puby. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the, the third episode has some interesting ideas. So, sorry, hella pubies. <laughs> so what hey I might? There, I'm, ba- I'm, I'm like second lieutenant puby bat. I'm hella puby. <laughs> It's not far off, honestly. They're called the, uh, I think I don't know if I mentioned it, I think they're called the Magog, I think, no, if I remember they, correctly. I just thought of the best name for him, Batram Pubert. Batram Pubert. <laughs> good, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I love Batram Pubert. But anyway, I might cover the third episode because it has some interesting ideas, and I quite like the idea of doing episodes, uh, like review episodes on my channel that are... Like the shitty episodes, doing some of like the shitty episodes and making fun, or the weird episodes of good shows, and maybe doing the good episodes of bad shows. That's pretty. So, cool. like doing a good episode of Andromeda, I think would be an interesting, an interesting way of doing that. I, I also um, watched a handful of um, Patrick Troughton era Doctor Who, and I do really quite like him as the Doctor. Hmm. Which, which one's he in terms of number? The second. Okay. Uh, he's. He's probably the first one that is the Doctor as you think of him now. Like he's the, he there there he's got more of a sense of humor than Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> if that's her name, the new one. Yeah, yeah it's him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she's. Did, did you just feel like name name dropping her? No, no. It's just like oh, she's a lot like he's a lot like the current Doctor. It's like, well, no, I don't mean uh, the current Doctor. Is? I mean. How people interpret the Doctor, oh, like a crotchety old man who's kind no, of no, 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 um, of being the slightly um, eccentric, older, usually well nowadays, you know, it's different, but older gentleman who is a lot smarter than he often lets on. Okay, and that's where that kind of thing came from. That he's like the origin of that, and okay, okay. his his um, chemistry with the um, companion Jamie, who's like from. 
Scotland in like the Jacobite Wars or something. Uh, or Jacobite Rebellion. Uh, I think that's where he's from. Um, he's. I've heard him described as like adorably thick. Aww. And he kind of is. And the actors were friends in real life, so they spent a lot of time intentionally trying to make them without pushing the censors too far, trying to make them look like they were a couple. Aww. Uh, because they thought it was because they were good friends, so they just thought that was that would be a fun joke. And yeah, their chemistry comes across quite well, and they they have some good moments. So yeah, um, second Doctor era, what I've seen of it so far, I've I've quite enjoyed. Um, I also watched the first two episodes of Discovery, uh, the new uh, Star Trek Discovery having come back. Um, I know I was kind of fading in and out of one of them. Um, I won't dwell on it, but um, I don't know if I mentioned this when they did the bits when they did the the group of them last year at the end of it. I think I might have mentioned something about um, I'm pretty sure that it's just going to be Mirror Universe bullshit, and I hope it isn't because Mirror Universe bullshit is the worst. Try not to spoil anything now. But beards. Beards? I think I saw any beards. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it's not really a spoiler because it's... Whatever. It's it's so obvious that's what they were about to do. And I was hoping they wouldn't. And then it's just Mirror Universe bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all of the problems with the Mirror Universe as they're... When you take it as a narrative device, it's fun in Mirror Mirror. But every time they've gone back to it, all they're all they're trying to do is flesh out this world that, on a fundamental level, doesn't really make any sense. Like you know, I, I mentioned it on Twitter. Like you know, all the ships are named the same thing, despite not being from a a faction that is based around exploration. They're coming from a faction that is based around war. So having a ship called Discovery doesn't make any sense, you know. Um, but yeah, so that's. I mean, I'll still, I'll still keep watching. Maybe it'll get better. But yeah, it, it basically has now dived deep into the part of Star Trek that I am the least interested in. So yeah, that's an issue. And the only other thing I have to mention is, just briefly, because I'll probably bring it up over the course of the next year, is that like you've... Hello, Siren. They're coming to arrest yeah. you for talking about Star Trek too much. I, I talked about it for like two minutes there. Yeah, that we've recorded. <laughs> yes. But, like, you've had um, your thing of wanting to play more games this year and have something to say, you know, each time. Um, I've decided to get back into reading this year mm. and more yeah. accurately reading stuff I haven't read before uh, and especially authors I haven't read before. Um, I have some Witcher books you can borrow. I would like you to read one of those. That's what, yeah. that's, that's one thing I'd well, like to do this year, uh, yeah. I, I recommend to start with The Last Wish. Okay, I'll go, I'll go for that one. But, um... So I, what I, my goal is to read at least one new book a month. So it's not a lofty goal. It's very easily attainable, especially considering I've already read two this year. So Yeah, that's all right. Um, but that doesn't, that doesn't count. You can't then have a month where you're not reading. If you do more than one a month, it's to, you still have to do one a month. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. You can't um, just like, stock up on books. Yeah, you can't, you can't read all 12 in January and then just have a year off. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of like fucking cramming and like speed-running books. Yeah, min-maxing my min-maxing book reading. Min-maxing your book reading. It's like, I read 12 books in January, I need to fucking read, like, that's it, I'm done for the year. Fuck <laughs> you guys, you chumps reading one book a month. But yeah... <laughs> Um, As so. if it's like this government's in like instated procedure. <laughs> well, funny you should say that because I've read two books so far. Uh, that is a Robert Rankin book called the Oh the Japanese Devil Fish Girl, which hey. um, you're not her. No, you're not. You're not the Japanese Devil Fish Girl. I could be if you believed in me. <laughs> Uh, which is, if you've read Robert Rankin, it's more of the same. Uh, I've often described him as being like. Um, 
high like weird high fantasy tales that are usually about very mundane people that is told to you through the medium of a bloke in a pub. <laughs> um so it's it's a very kind of Britishy take on a lot of things. Um sometimes like up to Lovecraftian level threats, but they're solved by like a guy from the dole queue, you know. Fair enough. Okay. Uh which is is quite yeah, they're just interesting interesting books. Um but the other one I read was um nineteen eighty four by George Orwell. Oh good. What do you think? Uh, very good. Yeah, very, it's very, very good, good, isn't it? It's, it's uh, one of those ones where you're like, you hear so much of like pop culture and things, and just not, you just even not even pop culture, like just ref, normal everyday references are actually from it. And you hear so yeah. much about it, you'll be like, well, it can't actually be good because you hear so much stuff about it. But then you read it, you're like, oh, it is good, cool. <laughs> well, it's not ungood. I think it's good plus. Uh, double plus good. Yeah. Double plus good. Yeah. Um, well, it's also interesting because no one ever talks about the plot. They talk about the setting, um, and you never really hear anyone talk about so what actually weird how it's in the literally book. just hardcore BDSM yeah, the just... whole way through. Just spanking. There's chastity like cock cages. Oh my goodness! <laughs> there is a fair amount of hard fucking actually. Nice. Um, not explicit, but there is yeah. there is hard fucking. Um, See, 1984 is this guy's safe word. Yeah. And, of course, reading it is really useful because now you know what people are misunderstanding when they talk about it. Yeah. Because um, lots of people like to use it whilst not knowing what it's about. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, the next book I'm going to read is possibly um, not quite as highbrow as that because I'm going to read Ready Player One. Oh, good. I, I, I was wanting to suggest yeah. that because I yeah. lent it I've, so. I've heard people describe that as Twilight for boys. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Which Probably, is yeah, kind of worrying to me because I hope it's not promoting any unhealthy relationships for young boys. Because young boys should should always try and seek out healthy relationships that that work for them. I think it's more in that it is pandering. Yeah. Okay. Is that what they mean that by? Okay. Because it's literally just the same. Yeah. But it's like, oh yes, my name is Edward Dementia Darkness yeah. Raven Way, <laughs> and but I'm, I'm going to date this I'd, I'd, I'd say it is pandering, but not intentionally. Like whereas Twilight is intentionally pandering, going for an audience. I think they, I don't I've think it is intentionally pandering. It's literally just. I think it's some some woman who can barely write going. Wouldn't it be hot if I fucked a fucking like seventeen year old vampire? Oh yeah, I'll write that. <laughs> and then like publishers went. This dumb idiot has, I'm not going to use the word written seriously here, but has cobbled together enough Frid Magnet poetry to form a novel. Let's sell it to, to kids because kids will fucking read anything. You're not but I'm getting a bit wrong, too, yeah. bit, bit too um, jaded and cynical there. So, ready player one? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give that a read because um, I, I want to read a wide variety of things. So, like, uh, oh, of course, I've already read Robert Rankin books before. But I don't want to just read a lot of new books by authors I'm already familiar with. Um, so, and I'd like to write read a lot of different things. So, I think a thing that is basically based entirely around eighties nostalgia is quite far away from nineteen eighty four, despite the obvious connection of year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and I, what I'm doing on Twitter is I'm taking a photo of the book when I finish it and giving a very, very like a one tweet kind of. Review of it. You're taking a book shelfie. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Forever. I should work in marketing. Hire me if you uh, email sniperloopplay at gmail.com for all your marketing needs. Okay, now you talk about what you've done because I, I'm going to go and sit and seethe with... <laughs> after that. What, hashtag book shelfie? Yeah, stop. <laughs> 
And you know what's going to happen? I'm not going to be able to resist using that hashtag. I know. Yeah, no, I'm, using it. I'm, so I'm definitely going to use it before this podcast gets out and relating it to you to see if, see if anyone gets angry. <laughs> <laughs> the angrier people get, the better I'll feel, honestly. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Snipe, what have you been up to? <sighs> well, I've been watching you play Final Fantasy VII and watching you reading. I've literally just been sat there watching you do things. That is true. Yeah. It's been unsettling. Mm. <laughs> Well, it keeps me entertained. <laughs> yeah. Is it the screaming that puts you off? It's the screaming. Okay, it's the screaming. Okay, well, you could have just said, but sure. <laughs> uh, apart from just, yeah, I've been playing older games. I've been, I've been trying to read a little bit more as well, like going, getting through my Witcher books. Nice. Which, yeah, I which are very fun. Very I see fun. You I do them. like them. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good, they're good. I, I like, because uh, I'm reading the first couple, with, like, I, I read Last Wish and I'm on to the Sword of Destiny. And I'm just on the last short story of that because those are kind of like short story compilations. Okay, isn't that where they? Because they're not, aren't, aren't they? Not chronologically the first book, it's, but they're the ones that are advised yeah, to read first. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, there's a really fucking wacky order you got to read them mm. in. So yeah, it's like it's the last wish and then sort of destiny. I can't remember like, what else there is. There's Blood of Elves. Yeah, that's in there somewhere. Another one that I don't remember the name of. I organised the bookshelf yesterday, so actually, I actually don't know the names. <laughs> of them. I know because you brought like my five Witcher books in and had a massive complaint because like the the typeface, the font is slightly different on every one. Oh, why? The blurb on them is all slightly different oh. even though they're all obviously from the same kind of series of design oh and it's because on the front um they say oh it's from the say this is the the hit series of novels that the witcher games are based on but all of them what like one of them says novels one of them says series and one of them says stories yeah. and all of them they're in the same font but it's a different size font on every oh, book oh why mm-hmm Oh, fuck See, that I, I just didn't really notice. I don't massively care too much. I mean, I haven't seen it in a row, so I probably will soon. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But no, I've been really, really enjoying those. I think Sapkowski, while being a bit of a jerk, he's got a great way with how characters interact and stories, and he doesn't spend too long on certain details, but you can still get a very good idea of what's going on. And you, he tells you what you need to know. I guess, and like, the characters are all very interesting and fun, and, and Geralt, of course, is is awesome. <laughs> Good because... old Gerald. <sighs> Gerald of Nivea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, um... Yeah, th- the biggest problem I have with the books is on the sort of fucking Destiny cover, I think that's supposed to be Geralt. You mean the guy with black hair? Yeah, and he's just some chump with black hair, and I'm like, fuck are you, you're not the White Wolf! Because it's named so because he has the white hair, and just oh. the wolf is from the fucking wolf school of witches. But no, that's fine. But no, I've been enjoying those. Um, saw Big Hero Six. Oh, finally. nice! Was that the first time? It's the first time I saw. Oh, I've seen isn't it. it and great. I, I love that movie. Whip hasn't seen it yet because he's a heartless loser who's been playing Final Fantasy VII, which I guess is that's actually fine. Totally fair. Yeah, <laughs> but no. I. Oh my god! I will just say this. As someone whose family consists of a brother, that fucking wounded me. That movie, <laughs> I, d- I am angry at how many emotions it made me feel. Yeah. That's not okay. <laughs> da- I was David not prepared Cage to feel that many. No, because I actually cared. Isn't the setting amazing? San, it's like setting, San Francisco San so- or something? Like, I want <laughs> so that like, to be a real place. Yeah, and it, just the visuals and the environment... Like San Francisco, it feels like it should be San Fran Tokyo. Yeah, but it's San Fran Tokyo. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's it's kind of like a mash of yeah. like a lot of 
like kind of Japanese kind of stuff and a lot of Western thing, and it's just everything is so gorgeous and wonderful. Yeah, oh, it's good. It's a very good film. I can recommend. And also, like speaking as someone who's like done like games design, I'm sitting there looking at some of the effects in it and going, "This would have taken months to render." <laughs> fucking, it would have taken, it would have taken forty fucking max six months to render. Probably about two minutes of this scene. That's crazy. I mean, it has been a while. So it probably takes, I don't know, one Mac, 40 I, minutes to render. I, I think um, 2000, and whenever that was made, like 2016, 2015, mm. um, 2000, whenever, uh, were probably a little bit more powerful a than the bit. 2004 Macs you're yeah, thinking of. Probably. Maybe. I mean, who knows, right? But no, I can recommend that. It's, it's really fun, and it's... it's it's got some good emotional parts in it. Hmm. And I, I mean, I hate feeling, but that was okay. <laughs> so, because DramaBot was back in the UK, we had an in-person D&D session. Yeah. That was, it was, I was looking forward to it and it ended up being weirder than I planned. It was so but weird. I, I mean, think like, it takes us a little while to get used to doing it in person, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, I think we've just become accustomed to not seeing each yeah, other. Yeah, and you get, yeah. And then like, actually, like, like me sitting next to Ash and just, like, there's Pringles and there's beer and it's like, I can see everyone and I can see people's character sheet and and I can I can look into your eyes when I say I want to do something stupid and you give me that DM look. <laughs> it's fucking weird. But no, it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was a hell of a lot of fun. And because you were ill, so you managed to do a character voice fantastically. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> So we, um... Where did we leave off? We left well, off... Well, we left off after we'd beaten all the goblins going into the cave to go and find after the Umberhulk. I'd beaten all the goblins. And you'd taken every every point of damage. Yeah. 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 And things actually went a lot better after that, for me. <laughs> so we we go further deep into into this, this cavern. Because just, just to... Because obviously it's been a while, um... The four characters playing are myself as a dwarf barbarian called Johnny. <laughs> Did you say barbarian? Apparently, I said barbarian. barbarian. Is so, a female barbarian? Maybe. Or is maybe. That, or, oh, sorry, is, is, that, is that a barbarian with boobies? It's a barbarian with weapon proficiency in the brazier. Oh, okay. um, trust me. In the hands of an amateur, a bra can be a weapon. If you put a half brick in one of the cups, you could probably... Yeah, yeah. Swing it around. Would that be a dex weapon or a strength weapon? Well, it's not finesse by any means, so it's definitely strength. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway. Dexterity. Unless you threw it, it, then it'd be dex. Well, I I think you'd need dexterity to, like, when running, to not have your your bricks fall out of your cups. I I think this may be the worst podcast that we've had at wrangling the pair of you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's been a while. We're happy to be back and we're excited. We want to tell the lovely people all everything and just we're being idiots. It's so. fine. Um, so yes, so I'm playing Johnny the Dwarf Barbarian. <laughs> Snipe is playing um, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Galahout, the greatest fucking warlock. No, <laughs> the greatest not a warlock ever. <laughs> yeah, Nathaniel Galahout, the self-hating drunken warlock. Yeah. And then we have our friends Ash and Sarah, who are playing, respectively, Talus the Rogue, the Elven Rogue, the Elven Rogue, and who plays the accordion and won't stop making us sandwiches, and Sora the lightweight dragonborn, 
Wizard. Who has no idea about tact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is playing a wizard. And drummer Matt here is DMing. I just think, because I think sometimes people miss out on them and they don't know who to play or who's who. Okay. Yeah. It's just so we go, hi, I'm Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So we're descending deep into a cave because we need to, we've, we've acquired troll blood and now we need Umberhawk saliva to complete a ritual to hopefully rid Nathan of... Warlockism. Warlockism, because well, he does well, not like I, being a warlock. Well, no, it's... it's yeah, that, that's what I'm going to call it. I'm not, because there are certain other story elements that I'm not going to reveal. Because oh, I know yeah. that Ash and Sarah listen to this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I know, like, well, Drama Matt knows. So we you don't. So we, yeah. we descend further in, into this, this cave system that we, we have entered. And we encounter a large, a large lift and, like, a, a gantry set of stairs and then spend um, far too long debating over which one we should use. Okay, in my defense, and Ash and Sarah's defense, Drama Matt is evil. Have, when have I done an evil thing? Okay, okay, no. You're all still no, alive. But he, no, no, you talk evil. Let me explain. So he's like... Oh yeah, yeah. You come across, you come across like in in the depths. You come across a an old dilapidated looking looking kind of like 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 manual lift. It's, it looks looking pretty old, pretty dusty. But obviously, some people have been through here. There's also a series of very shaky steps that look like you could fucking kill yourself if you go down. Also, if you go down in the elevator, it might just snap and murder you horribly. Where? Which way do you want to go? <laughs> like ah. Uh, I mean, those those weren't the words he used. No, but, but it, it was no, 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 way better. The, the implication was either path you are fucked. So choose wisely. Yeah. And we were like, oh shit. But anyway, we go down them and we everything's fine. We're going down the gantry and then we walk through um, into like a large area that's got like a huge ravine like in a it chasm, and, a, yeah. and a rope bridge across. A rope bridge, and after that fucking palaver with the lift and the steps, we don't want to go across the rope bridge. Yeah. And then we start seeing um, some light moving towards us in, in the darkness because we're like light wise we're okay because well two of us have dark vision and well Sora I think your exact Cruz, words were Nathan doesn't matter that might have been the exact words <laughs> well we've got dark vision and Nathan doesn't matter like, okay well, I think Sora can create light she's got um, like a light source spell so so yeah. she's fine uh, we just have to worry about Nathan in the dark you don't worry about Nathan in the dark well, I don't worry about him no um, you don't worry about Nathan. And we start seeing light come towards us, which turns out to be a large group of gnolls. Yes, they. We've come to take their candle. We've come to take their oh, wait, candle. Wait, no, that's kobolds. Yeah, oh yeah, it was, it's co- kobolds. It was kobolds. Sorry, that's yeah. why I made the kobolds. God damn it! I always get gnolls and kobolds mixed up. How? One of them's like a hyena man, and the other one's like a, a, a rat person. Yeah, but they're kind of like shabby, less intelligent, animalistic sort yeah. of human things. Yeah, they're yeah, bit like me. <laughs> Bit like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, You're supposed to agree with me, asshole. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, and I, or I don't remember much from this fight because it was a little while ago. But what I do remember is that my opening gambit in it was finally using one of my fucking javelins. Oh yeah, you've been carrying around down your like trouser legs or whatever. For that. Yeah. <laughs> Using a stilts or something. I managed to uh, managed to instantly kill one from the other side of the ravine, and I was just like, "Fucking score!" Yeah, I guess that was kind of impressive. And then all I remember from the rest of the fight is a kind of comical thing of people and um, kobolds trying to get onto getting onto this rope bridge and trying not to fall off it, whilst flying kobolds were dropping rocks on you and Sora. Oh no, they were just dropping them on me. 
Oh, I, I thought they tried sure. to drop one as well. <laughs> I think they tried they to. Tried, and she was like, oh, I'm so fine. The difference was they dropped one on. I have a minus one to fucking dex anyway. They, dro- they dropped one on Nathan. And then another one was flying around, and Nathan shoots something at it to kill it while it's directly above him. Yeah. And then it drops onto his head and drops, then <laughs> drops said rock onto his head as well. So yeah, I got hit by three fucking, like, as like, it drops a rock on my head, I look up and go, right, you bastard, and fire an Eldritch Blast, killing it instantly, and then it lands on me, and then it drops its rock on my fucking head, again. <laughs> the difference with Sora was that she did a similar thing, but she did a quick sidestep first before killing it, so it dropped the rock next to her. <laughs> To be fair, I think that was because she'd seen what happens. She saw what happened to me. Yeah, fair. I like Sora. Learn from my folly. <laughs> um, but I seem to remember that that kind of all flowed through relatively yeah. smoothly. Beyond the rocks, there was also someone threw some poison on the bridge, and then. Gee, I wonder who that could have <laughs> been. You guys it wasn't were me. walking across it fine, and I was like, it was only a minor bit of poison. It's whatever. Um, no, an acid. Sorry, not poison. And then, just as someone was on it, they were like, oh wait, wasn't there acid on this bit? I was like, oh yes, you were right, there is acid on that bit. <laughs> oh god. Um, that's... Talus and her fucking flasks of acid. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember if it was, if it was uh, Talus or Sora, actually, because both of them have acid she, throwing yeah, abilities. Yeah, she's got acid arrow. Um, yeah, they've got acid Sora. splash and acid arrow between them, I think. Um, Sora's got this great thing of where she will literally just like stand behind all of us and then start to cast a spell and we'll all have to duck really fucking quickly <laughs> I do remember um, you getting weirdly obsessed with trying to take the wings off one of these kobolds because you wanted to fly for some reason <laughs> what that doesn't sound like actually um... and and I think people no no I, to... w- I was okay so Nathan is he <laughs> can be prone to being kind of petty. So this fucking winged bastard that had clocked him twice with two different rocks and then landed on him, he was like, I'm going to take its fucking wings. Okay, I'm not going to let you, you recharacterize this. No, 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 and then, and then out, out, of, yeah. out of character, I was just like, I, I want to see if I can fly. And Drama Matt did the Matt Mercer thing of like, you can certainly try. And I went, shit, no, I ain't doing it then. <laughs> oh, no. Because you were you, you were wanting to take those wings from the moment you saw yeah. them fly across the ravine. Did uh, I? The ravine. Yeah, you were like, I want to take those wings. And we're like, well, I think they're probably the fuck attached was going to going through Nathan's head? I think oh, you I... thought they were like magic wings that they found. And I like must have done. Themselves. Yeah, yeah, it must have been. Because it'd be I like, was like, I'll be flying around this ravine like a fucking king. It'd be like Ooh. lopping the wings off a pigeon and then wondering why you couldn't fly. Yeah. Well, obviously, they're too small. Well, yeah, that is the reason. <laughs> That's the that is the only reason. reason. <laughs> and so we I go ended through... up not doing that though. Yeah. Um, so we go through that fight and it's all fine, and then we head on down deeper into it, and we find a very, very large opening. It's like a cave within a cave. We clear um, some rocks from the path first. And that I remember goes, that taking way longer than oh, it should yeah. have done. Um, that was it was a very very long thing, and so um, Talis, being a rogue, goes down it trying to find like see what's down there because we're like this is probably where the Umberhawk is. Yeah. Um, and we don't know how many there there are. Plot in there. convenience dictates it might be down this way. Yeah, <laughs> down the giant like carved hole. Yeah. Well, it did. It did look ominous as shit. Yeah, yeah which is why yeah. Nathan stayed outside, going, "I'm sure it's not in there." And I, I seem to remember there being some information because um, my my dwarf, being a mountain dwarf, um, would know about Umberhawks. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of like legendary stuff about them, like hiding in holes like this. So it was, yeah. it was like, yeah, it's probably down there. Um, she gets a good way in, and like I'm like, 
you should come back. Because this is um, not this, this. You're too far away. Because it seems to be from Uzaz players to be an infinitely long haul. Since uh, I think I think yeah, I think the wording was you walk down it for about four minutes and you're not getting any. You don't seem to be getting anywhere. So um, Talis comes back um, and I we we, well we set up um, like an ambush yeah um, outside. So myself and Talis, being the melee fighters, are either side of the hole. Sora and and I get back on like there's some scaffolding, kind of like a, a walkway. That let us down. So we go and stand on there. So we're well within casting range. Oh wait, no, I think Nathan stays down. And... No, no, you were both on there. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and then runs up, I'm sure. No, no, you were both on there. Yeah, it's been a while, so. It, it, well, it has been quite a few weeks. Yeah, so we were kind of like, we were on like prime pelting range. Um, and I, using my big old axe, start striking the side of the cave to make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. To bring something out and... Um, then we start hearing a scurrying. No, it wasn't a scurrying. It was like... I can't remember how Dramamat described it, but it was fucking terrifying. It's like, <laughs> you begin to hear a noise. A, accompanied by an increasing in... in intensity. Intensity of, of, like, vibrations. And you're like... And we're like, oh shit. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> it's on. And, um... Is it fucking, like, clambering up there like a fucking, like, that horrible fucking head monster from The Thing. <laughs> like, fucking just launching itself up this tunnel, like, fucking gnashing its jaws at us. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and, um... Oh, so, so uh, I put my lantern down so I could see. Yeah. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Your lantern was a weirdly, like, um, useful thing in this fight, it was incredibly useful. Yeah, and that was yeah. You placed that dead center of the area, so you would be able to see what was going on. So I could actually see my target, um, and so Sora could as well. Yeah, because neither of you have dark vision. No. Um, and anyway, so yes, an Umber Hulk appears, and if you know what an Umber Hulk is, you know what a terrifying prospect that is. Oh God! Um, big burly fucking things. Um, they tend big... to not like people smacking axes under their caves. Yeah. So as a rule, you know the fight. The fight starts to go down. We start wailing on the damn thing. Now, I think I'd mentioned in the last podcast that I had... I, I, I didn't know what an Umberhook was before, but I happened to just, while I was browsing the internet, stumble across a model company that made Umberhook models. So mm-hmm. I was then prepared for the level of fuck we had to deal with. It was a high-end level of fuck. In terms of, like, big-scale enemy. Um, but what I didn't know was that these things also have some powers that I was completely unaware of. So yeah, I think all of us were unaware, yes. and it's like, what was... Yeah, I mean, so various people we spoke to had mentioned it, like, about people coming back and not knowing what hit them and various other yeah. things, mm. but, yeah, none of you had cottoned on to what that actually meant. Yeah, so um, whilst we're fighting, I think because I think just cause it, due to initiative order, I think it, I'm the first one it, it tried to do it to, where it, like... Well, no, it's like, it, it, it looks at you, and you feel an intensity, like, you feel like a twist in your brain, but you manage to, like... Write yourself, and we're like, "Oh fuck!" Well, because the thing it's was, a brain twister. Well, the thing was, because that happened, um, you, you got me to roll um, some save. I can't remember what it was. Presumably, like a wisdom, wisdom save. Probably, I, think. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and I and like my and I was and because like you, the way you worded it of like you know it looks at you and you feel this thing now roll roll a um, 
a wisdom save, and I was like, I'm going to use that inspiration point I've been hoarding <laughs> since like the second session. <laughs> um, because I know it was fortunate that I did, because I think my first roll was fucking terrible, and then my second didn't one was... did you botch? Uh, yeah. I know I didn't botch, but I got really low. I think I got mm. like two or three. Um, and so my second one was fine, and I was like, okay, this is bad. This is a bad time. So we I'd... have to kill this thing, and we have to kill it fucking quick. And this, this kind of goes on, and... He's looking at every, like, sort of everyone in turn, and everyone's rolling for it. Um, the only person who fails it is Sora. Oh God! Which led to a, a marvelous point when suddenly um, she gets stared at by this thing and is overcome by a desire to hit Nathan in the face with her. Staff. Which, to be fair, the Umberhold didn't need to intervene. <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly Nathan is caused to duck very quickly well, yeah, as the dragonborn like... standing next to him just swings the uh Well yeah, I'm standing there and... throwing spells and I look over and she's staring at me like I owe her money and she just fucking swings at me. I'm like, fucking Christ, girl, what's wrong with you? To make matters more awkward, um, during the scuffle, um, the Umberhawk ends up going back into the area where the lantern is yes, it knocking does. it out. So now suddenly, um, half of the party's out. Yeah, half the half the party can't see what the fuck is. <laughs> it going does mean on. that yeah. half the party isn't affected by his confusion rays, though. So only I think only to only you and Sora had to roll for see if it affected you, and then only one of you failed, and then that was it for its confusion. Basically, the whole fight. Yeah, yeah. It was um, very was annoying because like... for the rest of the time, like. Yeah, we were not looking at its face. Well, you're trying yeah. to like avoid looking. Yeah, directly once you've cut onto what it does, you can yeah. like choose to look away, which is easy for me because I'm very, very short, so I can just wail on its gonads and not have to look <laughs> at its face. Use them as yeah, just box his gonads in. Um, and I think I think once we got past that, it but actually sure. went down relatively easily because I seem to remember. Do you want to know a DM behind the scenes secret? Sure. Yeah, sure. You killed it about a whole, almost a whole round before I actually let it die. But it had at that point it hadn't affected it. That was before Sora failed her wisdom save, and I was like, I want this to affect someone at some point. <laughs> so it's, That's fair. It's, That's it's fair. currently having infinite hit points until someone gets confused by it. Oh shit! Because wasn't it the opening, the opening gambit between? Because I think I popped my fury because it being a big. Well, the fight. opening gambit is that it basically it ran past you guys, so like you had flanking advantage. Um. And I th- well, I think in the first you turn, your, your, your anger bar, yeah, no? because of me, because I get two attacks when I use my fury, um, and um, Talus was getting their bonus, uh, the, the bonus attacks, and, and like, um, what's it, the flanking bonus and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So and so I think attacks. between the two of us, we did, I think we did twenty-two damage a piece. So we did forty-four damage in like that first round yeah, between you, the two. You of fucking, us. you you fucked it up, yeah. And I think we rolled quite well for damage on the subsequent turns, which apparently didn't matter anyway. Oh no, it wasn't quite that quick, but yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I, I don't necessarily encourage fudging things. Um, it's a very dangerous thing to start doing because then you take away threat and anything. But in this one occasion, I justified it to myself. Yeah, because you took like it down. You, kind of over, see... you were all rolling basically like max damage every time you rolled damage dice and things, and it's just like it was just ridiculous. And to be fair, you had set, tactically you had set yourself up quite well for it with the two melee sort of ambushing it as it went past, and the spellcasters far back, and blah blah blah. We're learning, um, <laughs> but 
and then yeah, so. But I mean, I, I nearly took one in the in, in the face, but that's fine because <laughs> um, it it would it's funny because it happens to Nathan. Yeah, because he's a fucking shit. But yeah, so we take that thing down, uh, collect its saliva. Collect saliva. I, I, I brought a few vials along. Well, she prepared for collecting prepared. liquid this time. Uh, yeah, reminder: uh, Talus didn't know that because it's her bag of holding. Yeah, we, we call it the hole. It's it's her hole. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, Excellent. That, that's that's her bag of holding. So that's where she keeps her sandwiches because that's what she does. Because she's like. She, she's, a, she's a bit of an eccentric character. Is well, we all are. Let's be honest. But good—that's what good D and D characters are. And so, like before we before we go out on an adventure or for like scouting or anything, what she'll do is she'll sit there and make all of us sandwiches, cheese sandwiches, cheese sandwich. Nathan hates them because they're awful. So does Sora. Sora hates them because they're fucking terrible. I don't know what she uses in them, but they are awful. Johnny... The only two people that eat them are Johnny and Talus. I think Talus because she's made them, and Johnny because he's. A trash dwarf <laughs> and crap food. He's totally down. He, with. Lo- he like yeah, he likes he them. Fucking loves shitty sandwiches. Uh, but that yes, the hole yeah, where those uh, sandwiches are stored. Yeah, it's a uh, t- quick recap. I, I for the uh, the ritual of sour bean is uh, that that's what that's what these we're collecting reagents for, which is troll blood and Omber Hulk saliva. So. Because we didn't have anything to collect the troll's blood because we were so excited about going, we forgot <laughs> a small detail. <laughs> so what I did, because there's a part of like a like a bit of my character, which feel free to call me edgy if you want, uh, but you're probably right actually, uh, where he his blood can be basically like molten fire. I just I just think that's really cool, so I, I made it so that he can occasionally do that. So basically, he cut a troll's arm off and then cauterized it with his own blood, and then just threw it in the hole when Talos wasn't looking <laughs> near the sandwich. I appreciate so you it's had not... a troll arm full of blood. Yeah. So yeah, we got it. Then we we popped it in the hole. Talos doesn't know. <laughs> okay. The thing is, you it, they can't really intermingle. But it's the thought of it. But it's the thought of having like a dismembered troll arm floating around next to your cheese sandwiches that might put you off a bit. It's like if you had it in like a medical container, it'd be fine to have a uh, disconnected human ear in your fridge, but you don't necessarily want that next to your petty falou. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's the thought that does it. But yeah, so... <laughs> I, I like how Petty Falou... Yeah, I'm just, I'm just debating whether we yeah. need to explain Petty Falou to anyone. <laughs> uh, Petit Falou is fromage frais, and it's Petit Falou, and Falou means, mmm, it's fromage frais. And Petit means small. <laughs> it's a fucking yoghurt, it's a, right? It's a, it's a brand of yoghurt in the UK. It's, it's a brand of uh, fromage frais. It's very tasty. Um, so... We have the reagents. We have the reagents. So we go back uh, to the nearest town... And we, we eat, drink, and are merry. Yeah. And we make out for um, for Alvingham, the, the guy who wanted me to gather these reagents. We head out for his hut the next morning, and I don't threaten to burn down his house this time. No, <laughs> that, is, that, that is an improvement. That is definitely an improvement. So he lets us in, and... Nathan's incredibly uncomfortable about this because, well, he doesn't like the fact that these people know he's a warlock. He doesn't like the fact that he's in the presence of another warlock, and he's also super nervous about what's going to happen because he's not entirely sure. And he has no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, he has no idea. He's he's pinned all of his hopes of like 
salvation and just uh, he thinks that this one thing he's kind of like low-key convinced himself like unconsciously that this will solve all of his problems <laughs> so he's like shit and bricks spoilers it might not <laughs> spoilers it might not do anything what you mean this character that was built as a warlock might <laughs> stay as a warlock yeah because i'm a dick <laughs> i was pr- I, like... I did for a split second think well, mate, what happens? What would happen if this actually does solve all Nathan's problems and he just goes, like, becomes a happy person that isn't doesn't have any of these, like, powers? I was like, well, that would be like a fighter or something. He becomes like a fighter. Well, I mean, he was, he's like an ex, ex, like, soldier, so yeah, kind of. I guess you go back to that, but it just wouldn't have the same panache, yeah. you know? Yeah. He wouldn't no, be that, able that... to telepathically send emojis to Talos. Yeah. yeah, the thought, I was like, I can't really, I don't really want to take away one of my players' classes without telling, without yeah. asking them. That's a bit of a... Yeah, no. No, I'm, ha- I'm yeah. happy because, like, his, like, the cornerstone of his character is that he's basically fucked and that's it. <laughs> so he just has to kind of, like, learn to accept things that he can't change. That's, that's, yeah. But no, he, he, of course, does not know this. So like we, we go in, and he's like, oh, you have the reagents. And I'm like, yeah, I, I pull the saliva out of the, the hole. And I pull the arm out of the hole and go hit. And Talos just goes, what the fuck is that, Nathan? <laughs> Why is there a hole in Why there? Why is there a fucking arm in my hole? <laughs> and I'm like, Talos, I, oh, honey. Is, um, she would have never found out, because the way that, like, Baddocks of Holding work, like, you you sort of picture in your mind what you're getting out of it as you get it out. So, because she didn't know it was I there. Know. I know, but I'm like, I pull, I pull out the seven. I think arm. you can, you can like, you can, you can turn them inside out to like eject everything out of them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I pull out this fucking arm, and she's just like, Nathan, what the fuck? Did- <laughs> that was near my sandwiches. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, Talis, it was kind of an emergency, and she's like, Don't do that again. Like, oh, my sandwiches, you fucking dick. It explained the taste, but... <laughs> oh, no, they taste better with troll blood in them. Oh, God. So, yeah, kind of hand over the reagents, and Alvingham's like, yes, good, good. And he, he starts preparing things, and... Think, don't we all sit down and eat some sandwiches? Yeah, I think the rest of the group sort of sits down he, and patiently eats... Because sitting in the corner. Uh, yeah, and, and, and has a sandwich whilst you're... Very yeah. sandwich centric um, uh, party. We, we are. are, we are. But I mean, it's like, well, what else are we supposed to do? So, like, yeah, Johnny's going to town, and they kind of they sit. It's quite a small hut. cabin kind of hut thing. So they kind of, they're all cramped off in the corner, kind of watching on, like chewing in unison, <laughs> like watching Alvin and Potter about. And he sets a fire, and he he puts puts all the ritual stuff in, and he starts like doing all the chanting, and he's like, "Aha, you see." It's, it's ready now. Puts all the ritual stuff in. Yeah, he does. He does all. I, I'm not an actual warlock, Matthew. I don't know how this goes. So he, he sets up all all of the things. He he puts in the reagents and he's like, okay, <clears throat> carry on. He he, he he he. That's not something he did. Didn't it? Okay. He drew he drew a load of symbols okay. on the floor and then set a fire in the middle of the thing, and that's basically it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, this was a fucking while ago now, yeah. and we have played it's D&D right. you, you since. You didn't notice that at the time either, so it's fine. And you're, I don't think your character oh, noticed it, I just want you to be aware. <laughs> okay, okay, so he does the thing. There we go, yep. that works yeah, better. Yeah, it's fine. And sets a fire. And Alvingham is, is uh, like, okay, so what you need to do is offer something that was... Oh, what was the words exactly? Ooh... 
Because it was brilliantly it was put, and I just can't remember it. I can go check if you if we can pause for a second. Sure, go for it. Because mm. it was really well put. So, so yes, I've just got my um my my physical notebook. There you go. I can hear. I can hear, uh, I can hear all that dead tree. I can't roughly. remember exactly what I said, um, but basically, uh, Alvingham told Nathan to stand in the circle. Um, and now he says. So you have a close relationship with your patron. You you can picture it and the feeling of the connection in your head. Um, so I want you to stand there and think about this relationship you have. And then whenever you're ready, you need to put something in the fire that links you to your patron. And you will know exactly what that is. And I can't tell you what it is. Yeah. Or, or words. Nathan. Yeah. Nathan immediately knows what this is because of his backstory. So, none of the other party know this. So, Nathan takes off one of the thick leather cuffs he wears around his wrist, which is quite scarred. He takes out a dagger, and and he cuts a chunk out of his wrist, and he holds it over the fire. The party is kind of a bit weirded out by this. A little bit. Talus, again, is just like, Nathan, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) She must think I I hate arms. (laughs) Lopping off arms are front and (laughs) centre. Lopping up my own arm. So I'm pouring blood into this fucking fire, being like, is this enough? I hope so. <laughs> you know, as you do. And this fucking... This fucking... like, It's like a puff of smoke, if memory serves. I'm sorry, Jerome, if I'm not remembering entirely correctly. Oh, it, was a little, it was quite a while ago now. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like this big... like. It was, it was suitably dramatic at the time, I hope. It was, it was. Pyrotechnics, like, everything was great. Yeah. <laughs> Like guitar solos, you name it, it was rad. And this, like, this figure steps forward out of this fucking pitch black, like, plume of smoke. Uh, actually, I do it's remember like, it, not quite. It starts smoking, and then a kind of ooze, ether, something sort of comes up from your body, from Nathan's body. Oh, yeah, the, with, like, with this weird, like, ectoplasm. And you, you end up, like, you're, like, covered in this, like, dark stuff, gassy, ectoplasmy stuff, and then it kind of coalesces into an orb in front of you goes away mm. disconnects itself from your body and then that's what forms into the a shape yeah, of a person and then a person yeah if i remember correctly at this point johnny drops his sandwich he does johnny dropped his sandwich at that point it was heartbreaking for him in shock <laughs> he was like Ugh. oh no my cheese <laughs> imagine him slowly kind of like like making sure nobody notices and just picking up the cheese, like covered in fucking dust and just sliding it back in between the bread and then just eating it, not even trying to dust it off, just being like, ah, oh, fuck. I've, eat- I've eaten more dirt than this in one go. I believe at the end of the thing, I did give it back to Alvingham, as I am want to do. Yes. I tend to, I, for some reason, I keep you eating that You give him half eating sandwiches. <laughs> but yeah. So this fucking evil as fuck guy appears and is like, Sup, Nate? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, somewhat. <laughs> but pretty much, and like, yeah. Ah. And Nathan's like, the fuck is this? <laughs> pretty much. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let you explain what the, what the guy says, because like, I can't remember specifically, um, and you will remember better than I do. Oh, well, let's see. I've got my book behind me, but I can't remember <laughs> to get it now. Um, That's fair. Uh, in essence, yeah, paraphrasing, but he says, sup, I remember you. And then you don't actually ask who he is, uh, so you don't know his. No, you don't, Nathan you don't know his at this point yet. is super mad. He had a cool name and everything. 
Is it is it Volsamort? <laughs> and they're death dealers. Is it Voxelmat? No. That would be cool. But no. So yeah, like this like Nathan doesn't ask any of that because he's too like this is the only time since he became a warlock that anything like this has happened and he's like he's just super angry and he's demanding like yeah. oh the like what the fuck is going on? Ah, uh, take it back! Uh, and he's just and, so yeah, mad. Well, yeah, you say take it back, undo this, and the guy's mm. like, well, "No, you're you're obviously enjoying what you've got, and you're making the most of it." So he's like, "No, I'm not." I'm like R two. He's like, mm. "I see how much you enjoy casting Shatter." It's like I know it's a really good spell. And then he says, "It was worth something it. on the lines of, um, you 'You've been serving him well up until this point as well.'" Yeah. Um. Which makes him even angrier. <laughs> but yeah, and then like he's basically like, "Oh no, uh, you'll see me again when I when I want something from you." And then just fucking get well, the weird ectoplasm goes back into Nathan. And he's just like, "The fuck just happened?" Yeah, what an you, asshole! You didn't learn that much from him apart from the main bit. You learned was that your patron is not as you thought it might, or as as a player you thought it might be. Because we were going down the route of okay, I know you. We know your backstory, which is the yeah. closest that fits to that, and we end up going great mm-hmm. old one. Yeah. Um, but then I was reading through the um, one of the add-on books for D and D, the uh, I think it's the Sword Coast Adventurers Guide. It's got it. In. Um, and one of the patrons there is the Undying. It's called, and I was like, well, that fits so much better <laughs> to yeah. the whole <laughs> warlock, like blood magicy. Um, links back quite nicely to the whole to your backstory a bit more mm-hmm. and I was like well that works better so yeah mechanically speaking I basically was like you know those great old one things you thought you were going to get yeah you're not going to get them anymore you're having this separate set of stuff yeah because you didn't give me my pack to boom for a good while and I've got a, I've got a, I've still got to pick it yeah yeah so yeah so but you've you've very grateful graciously let me have because there's a couple of um, abilities you get yeah at level three uh, when you get to when you choose your patron well, yeah. I guess, I guess in theory you chose it before, but <laughs> mechanic, <laughs> the, mechanically the way it works is that you choose at level three, I think, probably. I can't even remember. Yeah, I think so. You choose your subclass at level three for a lot of the other classes. I can't even remember for all of them. So yeah, you've got your first thing from that, from that uh, great old one. And I didn't want to take it away because you've used it quite a bit. So I think that's your... Is it Awakened Yeah, mind? that's your, like, you can um, telepathy. tell people messages. Mm. Um, Which is really great because Talis and I just have like stupid conversations. Yeah, because yeah, Talis, she... Talis has the message um, cantrip, so she can reply to you. Yeah, yeah, so you can just chat to each other, and you've started just basically sending emojis at each other. Yeah, really, because like, oh, what was it? Like, we'll get into this, but we meet a um, a, a lady with a boat because we need to get across uh, a river, and Talis is immediately very taken with this woman because she has been catered to all of our tastes. <laughs> Shamelessly, I might add. We shall uh, we shall deal with her next time. Yeah, and um, Talos was was being very flirtatious, and Nathan, being the fantastic wingman that he is, would just keep you know trying to help out. And then Talos said something really cool, and he just kind of looked at her and just said "wink" in her head because <laughs> you know the lady was looking at us. So it was like I can't wink because then she'll know something's up. Even, you know, even though obviously she fucking knows something up because Nathan's about as subtle as a sledgehammer. <laughs> And so he kind of looks at her and just thinks, wink, in I her do, head. I do like the idea of using these eldritch powers that you have. <laughs> to help my friend get laid. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan's a caring buddy. 
<laughs> so um, and yeah, so as as you might gain, yeah, we have played a session after yeah. after that, but that's starting a new little little adventure. Yeah. So we'll so probably... that's like a few days after because yeah, we get back and Nathan's just miserable, so he spends like basically three yeah. days just getting drunk on the tavern because that's his coping mechanism. So we'll cover that stuff. Yeah, we're halfway through that one. So yeah, we'll 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 deal with that whole thing the next time we speak, probably. Yeah. Right, uh, God, we've gone on for a while. I guess we've got some questions to answer, but I'm guessing we'll probably be only able to answer three before kind of taking the piss time wise. Yeah, we'll, and then we'll, we'll just go through and we'll stop and we can answer. The, they're not time dependent questions, so we can answer them. So sorry if we haven't okay. answered your question this time, but I'm yeah. sure we'll do this again we'll, soon. Um, yeah. And if you do wish to ask us a question, although I, I, we may be full answering the ones from this time next time, we will accommodate. It's um, be fine. But the email address you send these questions to is onlydrummermat at snipeandwib at gmail.com. It's such a fucking terrible email. Why did we do this? I know. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We'll probably change it one of these days. We say that every time. Really? Right. Questions, as always. Yeah. They're on a bit of paper. In fact, two Mm -hmm. two bits of paper, because there was more than usual. But anyway. So first up, we have Inquisitor Grox. They emailed. First off, they want to say thanks because um, their girlfriend was trying to force them to watch Pixels and they played back your Pixel rant section to them and then they didn't have to watch Pixels anymore. <laughs> You're welcome, sir. Good, good. I'm, I'm glad that somehow I have brought good into so, the world by making by, by suffering myself. Yeah, yeah, so public service is provided by okay. the Misanthropod. Um, right, question directed towards Wib. Um, okay. Don't worry, Snipe. You've got one too in a minute. Um, oh, no. So in the street, in the stream, and on and on podcasts and things, they've heard uh, they heard Longfang um, mentioning the dreadnought from that Star Trek movie we don't talk about, um, and it made them wonder what's the best looking ship um, of the Federation in the Star Trek universe. Um, personally, um, I my favourite ship is the Miranda class. Um, the one that debuted in Wrath of Khan and was sort of a mainstay of the Federation fleet, um, even in um, sort of DS9, which is many, 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 many decades later. That's that's sort of one of my favourite visually. I don't know why. It's really basic, but I don't know. I've always kind of liked it. It's not a particularly fancy answer, but that's just like my favourite personally. Okay. Snipe, do you have anything, any input into that while we've got you? Hmm... The Enterprise is a good <laughs> ship. Which one? <laughs> the that the big one. The big one. Yeah. The biggest the prototype one. one. Uh, the, the the biggest one. Yes. So if you're talking about the biggest one, do you mean in height or length? I obviously height. Obviously, and that's the good. Enterprise D. Yeah, the Emperor. I love the Enterprise. As D. far as I remember, the Enterprise D is <laughs> the, the en- tallest and widest. The Enterprise D has the most girth of all the. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I like it. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Enterprise E is the longest. Okay. If my memory oh, serves, long boy. Oh. Long, boy. long boy. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I think girth is better than length in general. Mm, but okay. both's fine too, and lack of mm. both is, I guess, fine too. Yeah. yeah. So. Everything. Oh, is well, I should give a special mention. I do really like the look of the Sovereign class, which is what the Enterprise E is as well. Yeah. Mm. I like the Enterprise D because mm. it's the tall boy. Good. Okay, Snipe. A mm. question you'll be more equipped to answer. Um, Thank you. A close friend of of theirs is travelling to Australia after finish col- college degree next year. 
So any tips for a, f- a German fellow who's going to be on a four-week trip to Australia for the first time? Well, it depends which part. Because if you're going to like the Simpson Desert, he's going to die. I'm presuming <laughs> they're going to a bit where there's stuff and people. So probably, yeah, yeah, probably going like the, down the the right side. Uh, I would assume, but yeah. Um, if somebody, pardon my language, if someone calls you a cunt, that they're being friendly. <laughs> if 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 they'll call you things like because you because you're German, they'll call you like a German cunt or something, or because they're German. That that's that's a friendly thing. My country is fucking weird. <laughs> I get that. I get it. Don't reach... No, this is going to be taken the wrong way. Don't reach, like, behind dark places. <laughs> like, you know, like, don't don't reach under the fridge or something. Don't reach down the side of the... That, that kind of thing. Try to avoid those Basically, kind of areas. Don't, um, if, be careful if you decide to give anyone a reach around, because there may be a spider. There may be a spider. Um, the big ones that you'll encounter, they're like the size of your hand, they're brown, they're called huntsmen. They are venomous, but it's very, very, very mild, so you'll be fine. Uh, they are very aggressive, and they will go for you, though, and they're quick, so just, yeah. Cockroaches are the bane of your existence. Get a Roche Motel as soon as you can, because you can be the cleanest person in the world, your house will be fucking full of them. What, what, hang on, what's a Roche Motel? It's, it's, it's horrible, really. It's like a strip of super adhesive that's kind of, like, flavoured sweet, so a bunch of cockroaches uh, okay, flock to it, right, they're glued yeah, to yeah. it, and then they'll starve to death. It's fucking awful. But... You get to the point where you get so mad at them that you don't fucking care anymore because they're everywhere. And also, Australians' vision is based on movement. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sunscreen, yes, is massively important. You you want a high SPF right there. Uh, hats, hats are really important. Yep. If you're going out, if you're going out for a swim, wear a shirt. Sun cancer is real and it is fucking awful. Sun cancer. Yeah, slip slop slap. Sun cancer. <laughs> Sun cancer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fine. Sun cancer. Yeah, it's a thing. You mean skin cancer? Yeah. yeah. You get it from the sun. Okay. It just, it just that sounds like the, the sun has got cancer. No, no. <laughs> Although it's so hot in Australia, you think it had, and yeah. it was angry at us yeah. directly. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Just like yes, slip on some sunscreen, slap on a t-shirt, and slop on a hat. I can't remember the way it goes. Yeah. But yeah. Be wary of the sun. Even in, like, the winter, it's fucking warm. And, like, the UV index is really high. Mm. So just, yeah. yeah. You'll be fine. If you're, if you're in, like, the city, then you yeah, probably, like, as someone you probably won't I was there, encounter snakes or anything. I was there last year. Oh. Mm. Technically two years ago now, but actually it's only just over a year ago. Um, yeah. But everywhere is air-conditioned and everywhere is very pleasant. Yeah, so, except for outside, except for which outside. is like walking into a fucking um, oven. I personally did haven't never seen. I've been in Australia for a collective total of four, five, no, three, four, five, six, seven weeks in total. So not a long. Oh well, shit! Excuse me. Not a, exactly, not here. at all a long time. But I've <laughs> never actually seen a cockroach in Australia. So holy shit! Yeah. Well, so there we go. Maybe it's just in the suburbs. You Maybe get, you get that kind of because I I didn't like I lived yeah I live in the suburbs yeah. I live in the city. Um. Oh, one last piece of information that is incredibly important. Hydrate. Yeah. Keep drinking water. Just keep your fluids up because you can dehydrate so quickly over there. And dehydration migraines are the worst. So yeah, just keep drinking water and you'll do great. So yeah, I hope your friend has fun. Yes. Um, And a final question to all three of us. Um, Did any of us watch Vikings on the Amazon uh, I watched a bit of it, yeah. I, I I think I saw like one episode of it. I, wa- I watched a few. Because I saw trailers and it just looked like, you know, attractive dudes with beards 
punching each other a bit, and I was like, that sounds like my sort of TV. But then just never You'd got around to that watching. That it. would enthrall me. It didn't really. Mm. I think it's because I had like uh, like a bunch of people I didn't like telling me, oh, it's, it's the best thing ever, <laughs> and you know, it it can be the best thing ever. But if people you hate tell you it's great, <laughs> if I remember rightly, um, people who I trust their opinions of a lot more um, do sort of say that it does take a couple of seasons to get going. Yeah. Also, I can't be asked to sink like that much time. Yeah. In. I mean, I'm sure I'll give it a go one of these days because like the aesthetic and like the the clothing and the way that people look looks phenomenally awesome. Mm. You know. So I think I got to the like. There's like there's a guy called Loki in the forest who's like massively addicted to wildliner or something. Which again, fine. Um, but it was just kind of, just kind of like uh, I don't like this guy. Oh fuck. Okay, this is so yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really so annoying that I, I really did want to get into it. Yeah, like I said, I've heard it gets really good after the first like. I think it's like the first season and a half or something. Yeah. Um, but that is a lot of time to sink. Yeah. Like people if say, you're oh, just, enjoying just it. skip that then. I'm like, I can't but, skip Yeah, that. but people say, but you can't skip it either because yeah. it's important. Mm, and also, yeah. Amazon Prime, like... Mm, oh, it's hard. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't have that, so... <laughs> it's it's mm. awful. I don't like Prime Video at all. I, I have never had, like problems streaming video from like a legit source yeah <laughs> apart from amazon prime um which is i've just always had problems with it that may charge you for half the shit anyway no yeah. but yeah yeah so no i i do i think i'll go back to it when i've kind of lost all my my weird hang-ups about it and, and probably thoroughly enjoy it but yeah yeah yeah, so do you want to ask, like, the next person's questions and then... Yeah. And, and, yeah. Then, and that's probably enough. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's then we'll have to bugger off. Um, well, actually, the next... Uh, probably next two, just purely because the next one's actually very quick. But, um, oh, he did actually ask a, a fourth quick question um, after the Vikings okay. one. Um, do you guys have a PO box or something like that? We do not currently, but we are planning to get something set up um, later this year. Yeah, so in the next, like few months if we try really hard basically once we've got all money sorted from having moved and sorting out new bills and everything and paying off fees and nonsense once all that's sorted then then we'll be looking into it so um, so if you want to send yeah. us any letters then feel free but like we'll, i think we'll announce it on the podcast and like like social meds and stuff when we get uh, it set up when we do set one up we'll probably put a video out saying hey we've got a p.o box if you want to send us a letter or i was gonna say as a joke there like a picture of your ass but i know don't, if but legitimately that, don't send us that legitimately i don't want a picture of your ass <laughs> if, um, send us pictures of your dog your dog or a bad dragon dildo just pictures of a bad dragon dildo. Not an actual bad dragon no, dildo, because no. they're, they're, they're expensive. expensive. <laughs> just send, like, just print out a picture. Yeah, <laughs> choose your favorite and send us a picture of it. <laughs> That's a good use. No, no. Of choose the your system. favorite. Take get a picture of it, but then print out said picture. Put it in an envelope. Take the envelope to the post office. Get a stamp for that and post it to the PA box. <laughs> don't e- don't don't email a screenshot because that would be far too easy. No, that would be stupid. That would be counterintuitive to us getting a P.O. box. So yes, there will be a P.O. box later this year. We demand a two-page essay on why it's your favourite bad dragon dog. You know some fucker will do it now you've said it. Yeah, I know, and I can't wait to read it. Excellent. Okay, moving on. Uh, Next next up, we've got um, Black Python, who first up sent me an email just to tell me that there was no um, brown sauce in said email, and that was it. And I was like, Oh, that's me. Well, in that case, I guess I reply not thanking you for the lack of brown sauce. 
Um, and then I checked the next email, and there was actually another email. So I was like, Did that okay. contain brown sauce? Um, no, that one had a picture of brown sauce. So um, that's something. Uh, they their their questions are quite quick because they asked how is the new house, which I feel like you've probably already answered. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, it's we again need to set up set up soundproofing, but it's nice. Got a lot of space, nice and brightness makes us happy. So yes, uh, it's good. Thank you. And two quick follow up from that is that do you still have my house? In which case, I, I assume they mean the sofa. <laughs> yeah, that's oh still, yeah, we, that's we, still there. Yeah, we transferred that. And how many empty brown sauce bottles did you find behind said sofa? <laughs> well, we found a few, but I suspect Jonathan Matt's been using them for sounding. Don't Google that. <laughs> See, even I don't know what that is. Okay, okay. To save you a Google search, sounding is where you insert things into your your penile urethra. Uh, Your penile urethra, uh, yes. As opposed to your, I don't know, anal urethra. Yeah. (laughs) Why? See, I didn't know that you were going to go, oh no, because that just sounded like you making sexy noises going, ooh, why haven't I, like, poured brown sauce down? Moving on. Farseer. Ooh. uh, Farseer. Shanus. Let's go Shanus. And I probably <laughs> pronounced that badly. Apologies. <laughs> Make this as quick as you want. Favourite and least favourite 40k armies? Um, I, I, are we, I mean, does it specify talking about from a gameplay perspective or from a lore no. perspective? Uh, no, either. either. Just general. Um, I mean, overall, I mean, I play Orcs and I really, I really like Orcs. Um, I think from a lore perspective, they're not the most interesting, like, because they're not as fleshed out as, like, an individual Space Marine chapter will have as much lore as, as like, the entirety of Orcs, you know, shit like that. Um, but I do enjoy, I, I do enjoy playing them and stuff, so I guess overall, um, Orcs are a good, good kind of match for me, so I guess I'd say Orcs overall. Space Wolves, i got to say, are my favourite. Like, literally always we play, but literally I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, least favourite? I'm told, I, I was going to say Necrons, but... I'm going to say, like, Eldar. Yeah. Because, I... like, I don't have any particular problems with Eldar. I just think they're completely un- unremarkable, and they're just kind of there. Dark Eldar, I get. Whereas, like, honestly, they're just... I mean, I haven't looked too deep into the lore, so Eldar players don't get super angry at me. But it's just kind of like... Yeah, they just kind of hang out, and they're like, yeah, we don't really like the Imperium of Man, and... Chaos is boo, and I mean those are we'll both see Dark Elder. Those are both like perfectly reasonable opinions. Yeah, no, they are. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like they're so they're just Vulcans. Yeah, I, I think I have a bit of a similar thing of that. Yeah, um, it's not that I dis. I, I mean, I don't really dislike any of the armies particularly, um, but there are some that I I don't like gel with it gel with much and the Eldar are sort of uh, like that for me as yeah, well. Yeah, I just honestly. don't click with them at all, and it's like I they, I just don't. Yeah. But what about you, Drummer Bug? Uh, me, um, I do like orcs. Um, they are good, huh? Yeah, they're just good for They're just orcs, 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 orcs. They're just great. Um, my army was a Tau army, um, and I, I, I like the space communists. Um, <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, they. I just like. I just like all the mechs and the fact that they're you know they're a bit they're, they're a bit shit, needs. but they've got cool technology which makes them better. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like that, and I like that they're still inventing technology. They're not relying on like ten thousand year old technology yeah. and be like, "Well, we could just about get this better, but we don't know how it works." I was like, "Well, why not? Find out how it works, goddammit. But we can't. They're holy artifacts. Yeah, well, exactly. That's just <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, um, least favorite. I don't know. I I wouldn't say Eldar because I kind of forget that they exist. 
That's kind of why I yeah. said <laughs> yeah. It's it's not that they're bad. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's just a kind of apathy to And I'm sure there's cool stuff yeah. about them. Um, if you got into it, I just haven't. Yeah, I'm sure um, there is. It's just favorite it's, army. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I I just kind of find chaos boring. Well, because they're Cause just, just space marines. Yeah, it's just extra. It's like space marines, and I like arguably, you know, space marines aren't the goodest of people. So it's like a no. bad version of bad people, just well, with extra to be spikes. Fair, in, in 40 K, yeah, yeah, the, Fucking Tau are probably the closest things to good guys. The Imperium of Man is not... A, they're not no. good people. So it's like, the Chaos are kind of the rebels, but they, I don't know, they're just a bit like... But they also just like, a bit too, fuck each other to just, death while high yeah, on no, the the, the whole spiky aesthetic isn't isn't doing it for me, so I'd probably say Chaos are my least favourite. I, I think um, it's, it's a real shame because there is a much better Chaos aesthetic that they occasionally use, which there's like a couple of models. Um, there's like a Captain model and the Raptors that they did had it. And the um, Snapfit, well, uh, Monopose Marines rather, um, from the Dark Vengeance set had it, which was just a, a better, less spiky marine, like, aesthetic that just looks mm. way better. Yeah. And I wish they'd just roll that out over the complete line. I mean, I guess the thing with them is, if you can't sit there and imagine one of them doing that to their own armour, it's a bit silly. Yeah, whereas... It's like, like oh, yes, yes, brother, brother, fuck ass, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> Slaneshi then. <laughs> yeah, Slaneshi. I'm gonna put spikes all over. I mean, it's, to be fair, Slaneshi. That kind of makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> like go to, like a, a cornate marine. Like they're way more kind of pragmatic. It's like oh, I'm gonna put spikes on me. Why? Huh? It just kind of looks cool. I'm gonna put bunny ears on me. I'm gonna put bunny ears on me. It's like okay, right. I'm also I'm also gonna 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 draw a big bum on me and then a, a line through it because I don't like Slaneshi. I don't like bums either. And I'll put spikes on that bum. <laughs> It's like, okay, can you imagine a fucking, like, a cornate, like, marine sitting there for hours, carefully, like, gluing spikes <laughs> to his fucking pauldrons? Arts and crafts with the core marines. With Khan the Betrayer. <laughs> with Khan yeah. the Betrayer. Arts and crafts. <laughs> First we get the glue! <laughs> I would totally, I want that to be a YouTube series. No, it'd, you'd literally just, it'd be, like, a camera down at the table, and just, like, his, like, just, just a big arm. It'd be how to basic with a chain axe. <laughs> Totally would, <laughs> but instead of eggs, it would be like like egg, like plastic containers of red glitter, because it kind of looks like blood. Yeah. yeah, this is our idea, and I'm glad we've recorded it. Yeah, That's, okay, we, we've trademarked yeah, that now. You can't use it. One day we'll get around idea. to doing that. Yeah, Games Workshop hit us up because um, you listen to this podcast all day. Final, final question um, from the same farce here, D and D related. Um, Saying, so would we give um, characters bonus feats for certain actions slash consequences i.e. giving Johnny preferred enemy doors um. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fantastic idea <laughs> well I'm okay with that that sounds fantastic <laughs> which I, I don't know how to answer but I just wanted to read out the question because I wanted to read out preferred enemy doors <laughs> Preferred enemy doors. That's um, the best well, thing I fucking heard. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't go that. I wouldn't give him that because I don't want to give him advantage or whatever you get for having a preferred enemy. I can't remember off the top of my head against doors because that would make him less funny when he less less likely to cock up with them. Um, yeah. despite you it really being, want to give me some kind of negative. Like you give me disadvantage when opening the door. Yeah, 
Even if it's like just an innocuous thing, so I end up just walking into doors all the time. <laughs> or splintering them. Like just walking through so aggressively that they just splinter. Like the handle yeah. and all the wood around it comes off in my hand or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like, oh, not again. Um, oh, fucking termites. <laughs> but you always think it's termites. In general, bonus feats for actions and consequences and rewards is a great idea because just straight up gold as a reward for everything doesn't always make sense. Yeah. Um, like, I think it's another really good kind of um, that sounds like a really cool opportunity for kind of more interesting role playing as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, preferred enemy doors. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, possibly not that, but although that is tempting. But yeah, in general, no, there's a great idea. I mean, I, I just like as a small example, I gave um, Sora an advantage on evocation spells because it was in her backstory to go and her reason for traveling to the town was to find this one book that we found as part of one of the missions we've uh, previously chatted about. And I was like, well, I want to give him some reward for having found this book. And it doesn't make sense to, oh, you found the book and succeeded, have this much you gold. You got XP You're like, well, why did the book give me gold? <laughs> so, does she still, he mugged the guy does she still have it. that? Does she ever give that back? She's, no, she still got it. She nicked it from okay, a fucking right, okay. what's his name? Okay, from the town wizard. <laughs> I bet I mind that. So I think, yeah, she come she spent my... like a couple of days studying, and then she just walked off. <laughs> Muffins might be hard. Okay, fine. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think she meant to. No, I no, think she's no. Because like, she's always got books with her. Yeah. So. yeah, but to be fair, like a while back, um, I found a book on a, on like the bookshelf that I had borrowed from my primary school. <laughs> borrowed. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like no, from the library, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't think I well since the school I actually borrowed it from literally doesn't exist anymore. I think I've probably got away with this one. <laughs> the wow. only way to crime. It was a book the long of, game. It was a book about whales. Oh, the the big sea mammal, not the not, microtransaction not the targets. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, there is that too, I guess. <laughs> Which are named after the country, weirdly enough. Weird that. Um, you would have thought they'd call them the Welsh, but no. <laughs> no. But yes, no. That is that's that's it for questions for now. I think I think we'll have some, we'll have some next time. The largest yeah. animal on the earth is the blue Welsh. <laughs> that's all I can hear now. Just, just and then it, it like when it does it with the water. The what now? With the water. You mean when it like spouts the water out with of its blowhole? Yeah, when it when it does. Stop spitting down yourself. <laughs> I don't want to have to go get a napkin for you. That's okay. That's why I've got arms, sweetie. <laughs> but no, it doesn't. It just sounds like a Welshman. Why don't you say spout? Why don't you say spaff? <laughs> why don't you just say spaff? Okay, when well, when the great blue Welsh spaffs, it just there's a lot of it. Okay, this is this is this, is, this is this is too long a podcast already, guys. Come on. Okay, that's fair. That's, fair. that's true. That's true. Yes. So it's it's good to be back, and I'm sure we're the only people who think that. <laughs> Probably. Nearly but, three hours into recording, people are definitely regretting their life choices. Oh yeah, they've just like they've just not, turned off. I'm not narrowing it down to just the people listening. When I say people. Oh, no. <laughs> we also have many regrets. I don't, which probably means that I should. It's fine. I'll, I'll remove all of those um, those horrific um, rants that Matt went on. Oh, the, the anti-Welsh rants. Yeah, I'll remove all those. Okay. And how he, for some reason, really hates lollipop ladies. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is problem with Anyway. Also, that one where you got really, really offended by the concept of Belgium. <laughs> 
Do you remember when he literally had he broke his microphone when I said, "Well, there's probably Belgian lollipop ladies." <laughs> oh yeah, the right. We act, he actually out of just pure defiance and genuine just unbridled fury tore his headphones off and just did a shit in the middle of his floor. Which meant that he left the call. He's so angry. <laughs> he literally just left the call. <laughs> well, I I guess it's goodbye from me and and Wib. Goodbye. Goodbye. Not drama, Matt, though, because he hates you.